on the last Zero Doinks, we jumped into all of the deep subjects. That's about par for the course. What are we going to talk about this week, Ian Rappaport? Andy Dalton, who of course has been a big topic of conversation because he's still the Bears starter, where so many people want to see Justin Fields It may happen this week. Andy Dalton was diagnosed with a bone bruise. It's not that significant of an injury, but generally, MJ, when people have this injury, they miss time. That means we could see the first start of Justin Fields' career. Oh, well, if that's the case, then it is time to debut our red-hot, brand-new, exclusive single heard only here on Zero Doinks, courtesy of Darren from Dublin, here is the Wild Rover. Take it away, Darren. You turned the ball over for many the year. Forcing me spending money on whiskey and beer But now you're demoted to hold a clipboard And you never will play for Chicago no more And it's no nay Andy No nay Andy no more Will you play for Chicago No Andy To an alehouse I used to frequent I told the bartender me patience was spent I asked her about Andy She answered me nay She tells me he's pitched And we both shout hooray It's no nay Andy No nay Andy no more Will you play for Chicago no, Andy, no more I brought from my pocket ten dollar bills bright And the bartender's eyes opened wide with delight She said, I have whiskeys and wines of the best But the name Justin Fields put some hair on your chest And it's no nay, Andy No nay, Andy, no more Will you play for Chicago? No, Andy, no more. I'll go home to my family, tell them what I've heard, and tell them to hustle and spread the great word. And when they say, Andy, is he out the door? Yes, he'll never play for Chicago no more, and it's no no day, Andy. No day, Andy, no more. When you play for Chicago. No, Andy, no more. One more time. And it's no day, Andy. No day, Andy, no more. When you play for Chicago. No, Andy.
Darren from Dublin. That takes me back to Ireland circa 2006. Oh my God, that was unbelievable. Thank you for participating. Welcome to Zero Doinks, another episode. The NFC North leading Chicago Bears, the Kings of the North. We are going to talk all about them, all about their victory against the Bengals. We're going to preview the Browns game, but of course, we're not going to bury the lead. It's Justin Fields' season, maybe forever, I think forever. Let's get into it. Zero Doinks, thanks for joining us. Justin Fields is gold. Boing, 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 boing. Zero doinks. 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 Oh my god, the bears are kings of the north. They are absolutely Super Bowl chalk now, I'm pretty sure. Dan Doinks, how you doing, buddy? You look great. You're fresh off a softball game, if memory serves. You look fit. You look trim. You look sexy. Sexy! How you doing, buddy? Thanks, buddy. I'm doing great. You look well. You're wearing the uh, V-neck undershirt i see a lot of chesticles on you they look delicious hubba hubba i'm doing great buddy happy to be a fan of the team that's uh first in the division as we currently sit yep only team to win in the nfc north kings of the north lock it in love it lick it stick it row 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 shove 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 property brothers (laughs) yes Let's get into it, Dan. I don't think there's any reason Let's to do it. hesitate. Let's do it. Zero dogs. Chicago Bears are back. I go Bears, Pablo. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Zero Dykes, America's favorite and weirdest Chicago Bears podcast, plus a lot more. Dan Doinks was in the house, one of the first humans ever at Soldier Field in this new century. I'm pretty sure that's how long the pandemic's been going on. I'm exhausted. I just ran out of breath because my lungs are obviously very suspect right now. I don't have COVID. I don't have it. I don't think. Dan. When was the last? Hold on a second. When was the last time you got a COVID test? Mm, it's yeah, nine months ago, and I'm not pregnant. Oh, okay. Pregnant with COVID. A Dr. Fauci. Fauci, ouchie. Ooh, a Fauci, ouchie. Don't jam my arm, Fauci. Oh, God. Oh, let me take this horse tranquilizer instead. Fauci, ouchie. Dan, you were at Soldier Field on Sunday. I want to know all about it. I know our fans want you to walk us through all of the smells of hopefully the South Loop, because that would be great. All of the smells of Soldier Field, 
all the smells of everyone you were sitting by. Give it to us. Apparently, I want to smell things. Let's go. That's uh, uh, you're very uh, sm- is smell your favorite sense. What do you, what would you say? Taste. Yeah, I'm a big taste guy as well. All right, <laughs> let me just run through a few notes. Yes, I was at the game. It was glorious. I I could not have been more happy. I think I had a smile on my face. The entire time, uh, the football, it made the, like, poor quality of football for most of the game bearable. Bears. Bearable. Bears. Uh, but I'll, I'll run through a few a few notes. I, I was in the Waldron deck, did not leave the Waldron deck to tailgate. The South Lot thing did not happen. That's okay. No big deal. No big deal, buddy. The Waldron deck knew a few people, bounced around a little bit. Boop, 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 boop. The Waldron deck was popping. It was great. People were happy. Lots of Bengals fans there. Everyone was getting along great. It se- didn't seem uh, – everyone just seemed real nice. Everyone just seemed like they were getting along. They were just happy to be sharing the space. COVID apparently does not exist on the Waldron deck. Everyone was real close, real narrow walkways. So uh, I probably should get tested soon. We'll see about that. Uh, it was great. It was great. Uh, another observation. I did kind of just take in mental notes of the jerseys I saw. Um Still, Khalil Mack, I think, is is number one for for jerseys at Soldier Field. Uh, but Justin Fields has got to be real close. It's amazing to see so many jerseys for what was our backup quarterback. Just just cracks me up. Uh, even the like the people that I saw, there were, uh, I think, out of I probably saw like eight people I knew. Uh, three of them had Fields jerseys, like brand new. Crease is still in them overpaid didn't do dh gate normal size letters and numbers uh which which makes me think i did not wear my fields jersey i'll be honest it was too hot it was just too hot it was scorching hot on on sunday uh you okay. wear? did you wear any jersey did I, you wear i went shirtless shirt i was shirtless <laughs> uh just painted just my nipples orange um so that was uh, awkward for everyone sitting around me so I uh, also th- saw a handful of Mike Brown jerseys, which I was happy to see. That's a good one. Saw a Cairo Santos jersey. that had I saw it from a distance. Otherwise, I definitely was going to ask, what's the deal? It had to have been a family member, right? I mean, who, gets, yeah. who has a Cairo Santos jersey? I want one. I'll be honest. I do want I kinda one. I kind of do, too. It's kind of funny. Uh, lots of uh, Joe Burrow jerseys. There was a good amount of uh, Bengals fans. Also, Kind of confusing. A lot of orange all around. Hard to tell who is a Bears fan, who is a Bengals fan. Uh, also, a lot of Chad Johnson jerseys. Not Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson. So, uh, that all right, so that's it. That's sort of on the jersey talk. I This is going to be a weird one, Bill, and I hope I don't offend you here. Um, but you let me know. Mm-hmm. A lot of cargo shorts on guys mm-hmm. at Soldier Field. Can we, we're done with cargo shorts. Why is that still a thing? That's not cool anymore. I mean, I got I ditched mine years ago, and I think because I got shamed out of it by my wife. Uh, why why so many cargo shorts? Do you own any? Uh, what are your feelings on cargo shorts? These are great questions. No, you're not offending me at all. I was also shamed out of them by my wife, Kristen Doinks, as you know, you heard both her and Jordan on two prior episodes of Estrogen and Eggs. Um, I'll be honest though, they're still they're useful. I think. So that's probably why. Don't you think? No. Like, no. How much no? shit do you have that you need to use them? I, this is another note. I had, there was a guy in the stadium 
he probably had at least 35 pounds worth of stuff in each pocket. I mean, it was so obnoxiously full. His, But what possibly could you have in there? You have, like, just loose marbles, um, change. Oh, what? what you, oh, yeah. Remember those days? Those were dark times. Oh. Yep. <laughs> but what could you possibly need all of that space for? Keys. I have a ton of keys. A ton of keys. And I have no comfortable place to put them. I put them in my right pocket. Whoop, that right testicle might get punctured. Put them in my left. Whoops. Nope. Might have lost that one too. I maybe that's a me problem, like a keys that's problem a you personally. Problem. Yeah. Why yeah. do you have so many keys? Mm, too many buildings I'm responsible for, and I'm no, I'm not a janitor on the side. Okay. I'm All a right, full time podcaster. All right, that's fair. All right, guys, if you're listening to this, if you're offended by me talking about cargo shorts, you should be. Stop wearing them. They're not cool anymore. All right. Uh, Real smooth getting into the stadium. Security seems real limited now. You don't have to take your keys. All of those keys that you have, you don't have to put them in the tray anymore. You just walk right through, and they just sort of – you know the the video of the guy lightly it's always the running joke on Twitter the guy was like lightly patting down people <laughs> I kind of mm-hmm. felt like it was that they just sort of looked at you and probably did a little profiling and went yep you're good head on in buddy um so security could be an issue at Soldier Field there the masks are required inside I would say about 15% of people wear wore masks <laughs> I'm not kidding. I wore them inside. (laughs) It was just sort of like there's signs everywhere, and they have people who work at the stadium who hold up these little cardboard things like, please wear your mask, and there are just streams of people walking by with no mask on. They're not saying a word, and I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either, but it's real loose rules with the mask. I don't care. It's just an observation. Yeah, These are the times we're in, right? Yeah, I would not. Are you kidding me? Could you imagine being, you know, probably getting paid borderline minimum wage? Like, I am not going to tell that asshole to put a mask in. Like, no chance. No. I wouldn't fat do bo- No. Fat boy no. Frank from Cicero, who's had 75 beers, no chance. No chance. I don't blame him. I was not upset yeah. with him. Um, I walked right past George McCaskey, who was waiting to get on the escalator uh, on the club side. He was, it was very much him. I don't know that most people recognize him, but it 100% was him. And I thought about taking a picture with him, and I was like, you know what? I can't fucking stand this guy right now. Like, I don't want to engage with him on the off chance that he might actually be nice, and I'll tell him to go fuck himself. So I just took a pass on that. But George McCaskey, what are you doing just hanging out with normal people? You're a rich guy. Go in your suite. Stay there. Stop pretending like you're buddy-buddy with everyone. Everyone hates you. Except your mother and Ted yeah, Phillips. Did, did you see? Did you see Virginia too? Was she on the escalator? Oh, was she? No, no way. Oh, no, she's been dead for years. They wheel her in and out. Um, all right. So immediately, I'm getting through this. This won't take all night. I promise. Um, so immediately, I, I go have to get food bill. And you know, on the first level there, they they used to have like a DMK burger, and on the other side, they had like a barbecue place. Yeah, yeah those that. They're open, but they're very much just like generic Soldier Field burgers. Now I was like, all right, we'll just go here. Walk up. It's about 45 minutes before kickoff. 
Guy goes, it's cash only. Oh, gee. <laughs> of course. I was what like, is this going is, on there? This is fucking perfect. I was like, is every concession stand uh, cash only or just you? He's like, I have no idea. Cash only. Totally flustered. I was like, fine, just give me a burger. I have cash. He didn't know how to. He's like, how much is tax? He's asking me how much is tax. He's got his phone out trying to calculate it. I was like, I have no idea, buddy. This is on you. <laughs> and the burgers, of course, are like 19 bucks or whatever. They weren't that much. And it's just mass confusion. It was awful. That's I was I was mad. I'll just be honest. I was mad. You pay a lot of money to go see a game. If the football's mediocre, the concessions should be awesome. If the football team was awesome, I don't care. You could spit in my mouth and call that a fucking plate of nachos. I don't give a shit. But if I'm there to watch dog shit Bears football, get your shit together. Week one. Week one. And I still can't figure it out. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. You got through the preseason with those mistakes correct those mistakes you know what do they say the players always say we're going to go back look at the tape we're going to clean it up we're going to clean it up come on soldier field concessions where's the cleanup yeah and it's like that's one of the things do i complain about it like i don't also want to be that guy like i could like write an email to like the bears rep and be like the concessions were terrible but i'm like I don't want to get those people in trouble. It clearly wasn't their fault, but I feel like they're just going to turn around on them and be like, you fucked this up. It's like, well, maybe train, maybe train your employees. Oh, there was also a lot of confusion on, they call like a single patty, but it's got two burger patties. And I was like, what? I want the single patty. He's like, yeah, that's his, he's like, yeah, it has two patties. It's like, why is it a single? And then of course he gave me the, and it had three patties on it. It was just a fucking disaster. What? Anyway, let's let's move on from that. It was terrible. Concessions, get your shit together. I got another concession complaint in a minute here. I'm trying to go in uh, in order here. Uh, very hot during the game. No breeze at all. That I don't know. I don't know who to complain to about that. Uh, the national anthem was awesome. The flyover was about a minute and a half late, which was awesome. But also, come on, get your shit together, Air Force, whoever's doing that. Um, I have a go-to beer stand that's right by the men's room. You know where that's at. You're shaking your head. Do you know where that's at? I do. It's no longer just a beer stand. It's also a pokey bar. What is that? What's like? Oh, yeah. You know what? Am I saying that right? Pokey bar? I'm not sure. I've only seen it in print. It's like that and a beer stand. So, like, most of the people wait. Like, you wait in line for a beer, which is all I did. And then you go through, and then like the person in front of you is like, "Yeah, like the nineteen dollar poke bowl with salmon." I'm like, "What are we doing oh. here?" And they're just oh. piling it on. It's taking forever. I'm like cutting in line in front of them. I was like, "I just want a beer." So already not impressed by that. Don't overcomplicate it. If you can't get the burger thing straight, don't give me fucking poke bar. No chance. Get your shit together. <laughs> not upset by that. <laughs> <laughs> uh i looked Salmon, for... i just smell i smell fish right now oh. with that description you told who's... me to walk me through all the smells so yeah, that one's you, on there me there you go we just yeah. hit on that one i mean who's doing that who's like oh my god it's 95 degrees here week one you know what sounds good 
salmon. Give me a bowl of salmon. I could sort of juggle with my beer. It's a section yeah. 303. Ooh, oh, killed my Poke Bowl while I clap for Roquan Smith. No, yeah. terrible. Grow up. George McCaskey, get it together. Uh, looked for the barrel for uh, an ex- not too long. Couldn't find it. I'm sure it's there. I'll find it someday. Uh, the only other note I had, just of general experience, there were two guys sitting next to me. It was like a father-son combo. The son was probably, uh, excuse me, in his 30s. <laughs> and the dad was probably in his like 60s, late 50s. The dad was convinced that he his shouting at Joe Burrow specifically was disrupting their offense the entire day, mm-hmm. and it was such a loud scream that it was killing me. And the son was like doing like an embarrassed laugh the uh, the entire time. I could not get enough of it. And every time Burrow would fuck up, I would turn, I would high five that guy and be like, "This this is you. You did that." And he yes. never picked up on it. It was amazing. I mean, just a long scream for like from the time the Bengals would get to the line of scrimmage. And I'm talking like they are on the 20-yard line opposite of where we're sitting. Yep. And this guy's yep. convinced, I'm doing this. I am absolutely disrupting this Bengals offense. And I could not can, have loved it more. Can you give us an example of the scream right now? Something just I really can't because it, my children are trying to sleep. But it was just sort of like a, ha, ha. It just didn't stop, and it, like sometimes he wouldn't even take the breath; it would just carry all the way through. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I was expecting to turn over, and he would just just look over, and he'd be purple, just purple, just no air coming into that dome. And uh, it was awesome. I loved him so much. Uh, they, it, I don't, I don't. I think those seats are. <laughs> they they're always different people every game, from what I remember. So I if. I would really love it if they were there. They were super jazzed for the free towels because um, there was a little confusion. I was like, I just gave the son. I was like, here, you could have this towel. I think they're short one. And I, I was like, he was like, oh, my God, are you sure? Thank you so much. He think I loved him so much. If they happen to be fans, I love you. Please come back. Let's be best friends. Uh, that's That's really it for the random observations. Got a little sketchy. At the end of the game, I think we just jump right into the game here. The real meat and potatoes. Of well, the, I got. I have a couple questions first. Yes, okay, I got a couple. Please, I can't. Let's do it. I can't. I can't right. just let bygones be bygones at this point. Uh, right, I am buddy. sure things are tickling our our audience's ears as well. Okay, so let's just let's back it up just a little bit to pregame. Did yep. you? Did you have a pass at Waldron, or did you just wander because you knew people? That's what I want to know first. Uh. I had a, I had a uh, parking pass at Waldron. Okay, I parked there. Okay, it was awesome. Top deck. Okay, Excellent. I had. You know all the trouble you had getting into the stadium yes. and how slow it yes. was. None yes. of it. It was okay. smooth sailing Good. the entire way. Good. They've got to figure it out, or you didn't leave your house at ten. <laughs> I think I left at a much, uh, a more reasonable time than you did. Okay, that's good. Did you have a pregame tailgating? Beverage of choice or food of choice? What'd you throw down? No food. I just jumped okay. around just drinking. I had, well, I guess my pregame meal was, uh, I had a lot of Miller Lights. A lot. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, that's good. That's good. But it was so uh, hot, Bill. Yeah. Bill, it was mm-hmm. so hot that I feel like every Miller Lite that I had, I just sweat out immediately. So it wasn't. I never got like over the top drunk until about six p.m. I was like, I hit a wall. I was like, whoops. I think I need to go to bed, and I didn't because I'm a hero. Uh, yes. I'm a real family man. But yes. yeah. Anyway, there you go. No, Miller no, that's Lights. good. Uh, Robinson's ribs, did they exist in the stadium? Did you notice? Did not no. see it. Did not see it. I'd be shocked if they were still there, but did not see the ribs. Okay. And last follow-up, can you – my my brain's in a pretzel right now. You ordered a single patty, but you got three patties? Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Sing, I ordered a single patty because it was cheap and everything was a disaster. Che- not cheap. The cheapest uh, item menu. And then you look up at the board. He kept asking me if I want a single patty. And I said, yes. But I looked up and it was the cheapest thing. The only other thing was a double patty. And I said, it's that what it, it says double patty he goes. No, that's the single patty. Okay. Okay. Give me that. Mm-hmm. And then he handed me my food and it had three patties on it. And it was supposed okay. to have uh, like grilled onions it had the remnants of grilled onions, like one <laughs> sliver of it. Like they ha- put them on there and thought, "Ooh, that was too much," and then they took yeah. off way too much. Um, okay. So yeah, it was disappointing. Very. Oh, I I also tried to order French fries. Ten minute wait. <laughs> Week one, ten minute <laughs> wait for French fries. They what? just dropped like a lady from the back made an announcement right as I was ordering them. I said, "You know what? Forget the fries." It's going to be a 10-minute wait. We just dropped them. I don't think it takes that long to No. Was this on make... the way to your seats, too, before kickoff even started? Come yeah. oh, on. Yeah. We were like, we were pretty early into the stadium because I wanted to be sure that we got food because we didn't eat at the tailgate. That's I was like, well, let's get in there. Let's get some food. And it could not have been more disappointing. They fucked it up real bad. Terrible. Were you with Beasel? Yes. Do you think she would add anything to this stadium experience? Did she have a great time? She had an awesome time. She loved the Burrow guy, the Burrow screaming guy. I loved him probably, uh, let's say, he was probably, I don't know how to describe it. I loved him like 100%. She loved him 200%. Like if... He were, if he was single, I thought she would maybe take a run at him. He was, and she brought she brought it up multiple times today over text. Like, yes. what do you think the Burrow guy is doing? That guy killed me. <laughs> just because all day we just kept making jokes about him, like Joe Burrow being out there trying to hear the the play call, and and he's just going like, I can't. Joe Burrow's just pointing to his headset like, I can't hear anything. Do you guys hear that? Do you guys hear the guy on the th- upper deck just screaming? I can't focus. This is <laughs> this is a game changer here. So uh, she had an awesome time. We kept it together. I, like I said, I had, I had a stupid amount of beers, so I was expecting to be, like, completely shit-faced, but I think it was so hot that I it yeah. just passed right through me. And that's kind of the good way to go. It's a great way to go. Okay, literally, I know I, I already said it, that it was my last question. Here is my last question about the game day experience. Because you mentioned last last time, last episode, that this might happen. Did you at all sit back, observe the moment that you were sitting in, 
and shed a tear at all. No tears. I think I was thinking about that too much, but I, I'm not kidding you. I literally smiled the entire time, and I just said to Beasel constantly, I was like, this is the best. I'm so fucking happy. I was so fucking happy. I told uh, Jordan Doinks multiple times, too. I was like, I cannot wait. This is I, – I was so excited. And as mentioned last week, we had a bit of a run of the flu in our house, so I was worried that things may get derailed if people uh, if if we were dropping like flies at the end of the week but we made it i was so fucking happy bill and a win on top of it was magical yes and let's get into that i'm going to make an executive decision and say we are going to cut this into a different segment we're going to talk okay. about the actual game coming up next zerdikes Ah! 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 you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> boing, 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 boing. This is the segment that was split into a second segment. 1A, 1B. I don't know. You tell me, motherfuckers. All right. Bears game. Let's talk the Bears. Bengals. I'd say overall, it was a pretty mediocre game. Two mediocre teams. But we saw a lot of JF1. Bill, doinks. I want you to make another executive decision and tell me where you want to start. Yeah. Let's start there. Let's not bury the lead. JF1. Here is my prediction, Dan. I want to know your prediction. Here is mine. My predictions, Joseph Fields will start this week. I feel like that's a slight no-brainer based off the fact that they're talking publicly. At least somebody's slipping Ian Rappaport news about you know the fact that uh, Andy Dalton has a bruised knee, so that's an easy excuse to sit him out at least one week. So that's prediction one. JF1 gets his first career start against Cleveland. Prediction two. JF1 starts the rest of the year, assuming he doesn't get hurt. Those are my predictions. I think it's JF1 era, and I am here for it. Dan, I want to know, do you agree or disagree? And what was going through your mind at the game also as this is going on? Because that's a different experience, too. You don't, you're not flipping through Twitter. You're not hearing Mark Sanchez, for some reason, was the color commentator talking about it. That was weird. But give me your thoughts, Dan. I was very confused because I saw JF1 come in, and then I saw Dalton walking off the field. I mean, I thought I saw Dalton walking off the field. I think I texted you and a handful of people. I'm like, did Dalton just leave? And I think I caught it before it was on TV because I think you guys said, we haven't seen it yet. But I, I was very confused about what his injury was and didn't see it until after the game. Um, I'm with you. I mean, if J- when whenever the point is that JF1 starts a game – that's it for Andy Dalton. There's no reason to go back. Absolutely no reason to go back. I guess I'm a little torn on whether Dalton will play this, will start this week or not. I guess if he's mildly injured, but I, I don't know why he couldn't finish the game. He's got to be more injured than just a bruised knee because he did come back in two plays. What was it? It was pretty quick. He was in and out. But yeah, I, I'm with you. It seems like it's JF1 era has started and it's here to fucking stay and i'm also here for it i love it 
Love it, lick it, stick it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel badly for Dalton, I guess, the fact that he got hurt. Nobody's rooting for an injury, of course. Yeah, I do think that I think like the description of a bruised knee sounds weak, right? Weak, it sounds totally weak. weak. But when like if you look at the definition, which I didn't personally like Google it or anything, but there's that weird Twitter doctor that used to work for the Chargers, I guess, right? Who described what it what it is and it's typically it's basically like the what oh that sounded great it's like that that half of you're this close to basically tearing your acl it's like so you're everything moves but you don't quite tear things so typically it's a two to four week injury all i'm saying is that's all the runway i feel like matt nagy was looking for to have a legitimate excuse to get his guy in there which is great i'm totally fine with that no offense andy dalton um none taken I i think yeah, I think the I think the JF1 era is here, like it or not. I think most people are on board. I think some people feel slightly conflicted because it because Dalton did have a first a uh, good first quarter. He did, but he did, yeah. But you also have to put it in perspective. It's a good like first quarter of a game. Yeah, uh, fine. You should. You're a professional. You should have the occasional <laughs> good drive. Let's, you know, everybody wanted to blow him because he was 9 of 11, and we haven't seen that in Chicago in years, it's felt like. Relax, yeah, people, is what I'm relax. saying. Relax. Yeah, relax, everyone. I guess, I think I think JF1 will benefit by practicing with the ones, not running stupid fucking scout team anymore. So if Dalton's on the fence anyway, then JF1's got to practice with the ones. That can only help him out because he was rough. JF1 was rough this week. Especially on the the false the two false starts for a quarterback, which you never see, but that definitely seemed like a timing issue with Mustafer. So, I it can only benefit to have him practice with the ones, and then once he's doing that, that just solidifies it. If he's if he's doing that all week, Dalton's fully capable of coming back and playing without a week of practice. But what's the fucking point? What's the fucking point? You know yeah. he's. He's fi- he's fine. He's a nice guy. He's just he's mediocre. He's he played he played okay. He played all right. I mean, it's just yeah. it's not. He's just we don't need to see it anymore. But it no. but we 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 gave him a chance. He yep. got hurt. His time is yep. over. The end. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's as simple as that. I think he was probably going to get benched in one of the next couple of weeks. This makes it a lot easier for Nagy. It's slightly less painful though literally painful it did look bad like i do think it's worse than it sounds kind of like we were saying like he was gimping around once he got hit on that sack that second or third play he got back in there he he did not look comfortable so yeah there's no there's no way he's he's practicing early this week like you said so fields would get the snaps anyway with the first team which he deserves and let's just go baby why why turn back you did mention yeah those two um false starts between he and mustafer obviously a cadence issue let's clean that up but i I think the mistakes the good news is the mistakes that were made were like they seemed like rookie mistakes like a guy dropped out of the sky and okay here you go now it's your team and and it's kind of like an aw shit moment right Right. between the, the fumble uh the the interception and those two penalties but um but that's okay i mean that's part of what we have to like set our expectations as bears fans where it seems clear that he's going to be amazing he's going to show flashes of like holy shit this guy is ridiculous but with that is going to come 
there's going to be a lot of mistakes. There's no getting around it. Yeah, the interception was horrible. That was inexcusable, mm-hmm. and that was huge. I mean, that was a big. I, I Bears fans on the radio today were fucking phenomenal, and I, we'll get to. I, you know, I have a few of them to bring up, but there was a guy who was just basically telling, "Get Justin Fields off the field for at least this year. Don't ever let him get in because of the interception." It was what? awesome. <laughs> Bears fans were so fucking funny today. It was awesome. It was like he almost lost us the game off of that interception. It was ridiculous. Um, so, you know, it, yeah, he's just got to get his reps in there. That's it. I mean, the, the, yeah. the thing I'm encouraged by is every pass that he makes outside of the interception is on the fucking money. He's in yes. the vicinity. I mean, it's such a fresh breath of air from fucking Mitch, who's sailing guys, who's throwing at their feet, who's throwing it behind yes. guys. That's yes. not what JF1 does. He's leading guys perfectly. I mean, that Allen Robinson makes that catch. I mean, Ugh. that's that's that changes like the entire outlook of his day, right? And that was such a perfect pass. And I, I don't know how you feel about it. I'm not ready to shit on A Rob for dropping that. That's gonna no. happen. And yeah. people are so upset about that, especially because he's you know he talks a little shit. It is what it is. I mean, guys drop passes. That wasn't ideal. But if we have a competent offense against the fucking Bengals. We wouldn't have to rely on one drop pass to almost ruin our entire day. So <laughs> everyone relax. I think, yeah. I mean, a Rob's he's going to, a Rob is still great. I don't know. I'm not ready to fire the guy because of that one drop. And it was a bad drop. That's just not what yeah. he does. He never drops those. So it was surprising and I'm not ready to, one drop pass be like go fuck yourself asshole <laughs> right no his issues in chicago have been the 50 50 balls right those have been yeah. those have been his problem that i think you could rightfully be annoyed by that one that was a total aberration aberration right. i think i said that maybe <laughs> partially incorrectly no it hit him it like literally went between his arms like it was a perfect pass that motherfucker should have caught it Yes, you have the right to be angry. You should not make a uh, a big picture conclusion based off of that. I wonder how often Fields and Robinson have even really practiced together. Probably not much. much. No, and same with Mooney and in Fields, where Mooney should have had one that they yeah. I think they had like the exact same play that they that they nailed. You know, twenty plus yard gain later in the game, and no, that that to me is encouraging. The uh, next gen stats it showed like seven out of Fields' thirteen attempts were uh for over 10 yards or more which was like the exact Great. opposite of Dalton first game of the year right so right. so that goes to show you that the game plan wasn't obviously written up for JF1 but um he he already was going deep ooh, much more often and and that's without even having a full week with the ones and a full week of game planning so i, I it's actually encouraging as a bears fan yeah and i i'd still it's still makes me mad that we're not it seems like Nagy doesn't want to get him on the run I mean it seems like to put no effort to get him rolling out one way or that the better other change right that, that better has to change way. yeah yeah so if you're if you're using him as a as a weapon that should already be in place that should be his thing and you know watching back like the Brown I mean we'll talk about the Browns but they put a lot of emphasis on getting Baker on the run and I'd love to see JF1 sort of operate in the same way because it gets him in space it gives him time it lets him use his legs if need be he's so smooth running the ball he's smart on where to be how to get away i think how to get away from 
taken a hit. You, you hope that's always a concern, but yeah. he's, yeah, we got to get him out. You know, we got to, we got to clean it up and I'm not confident that Nagy knows how to do that. Or I, maybe he knows how to do it, but he just refuses because he's a stubborn bitch. Yeah, no, that I mean, and that's a legitimate concern. We've talked about that many a week about Nagy's hard-headedness. That's ridiculous. I do. I'm encouraged with Fields with post game. He was already diagnosing what he did wrong in the interception. Basically, like he yep. knew the coverage that the defense was playing. We never heard that from Mitch. I don't think once it was always an excuse like oh, I gotta, I gotta look at the film. And even Nagy would say that where Fields like, no, I completely fucked up, but I understand why. And then also him diagnosing the blitz off the corner that he saw coming. And I think it was one of his false starts, unfortunately. But it's yeah. like, but that reminded me of what he didn't see against the Bills in preseason, right? So it's like, all right, if this dude's processing that fast already, it's not to say he's not going to have fuck ups. He definitely is. But that's, to me, that's totally encouraging out of a dude who that was the most plays he's played in the NFL yet. Um, also, so. You were at the game, as we talked about last segment. You So two things I'm curious about from in the stadium, because you can, from your seats, I've sat in your seats, you can see plays develop a little bit. Did you notice Jimmy Graham's missed block? Because I think it was on your end zone and, and where Fields, was, Fields would have run it. Honestly, I didn't notice it live. I noticed all the replays on Twitter that people were killing uh, Graham. So I thought, so that was kind of funny. I think it led to a, a field goal they had to do. But Fields apparently would have scored quite easily on a run it had Jimmy Graham uh, shown up. So that's one question I want to know the answer to. And also the third and seven that uh, Fields ran for nine yards that clinched the game where they went into the victory formation. Did you see that coming? Because that was a beautiful thing that I do think Fields learned something from his fumble, actually, on that play. Did either of those ring a bell, or were you too drunk? And if you were too was, drunk, I totally understand. Not too drunk. Um, no, the the Jimmy Graham one, I didn't, see, I didn't see that at all until I watched it back, and that was awful. I do want to talk about the tight ends immediately after this. Uh, no, didn't, no, I didn't get a good view of, you know, the Burrow guy. I was, it was, I was, uh, at ringing in my ear, uh, for about that point. Um, no, the, the, from the vantage point of, of field throw, there was one hour out that he threw to Mooney. That was like a perfect shot for us. You could see him leading Mooney, like he threw it before Mooney even left his break. And it was so beautiful. I was like, that's why, that's why he needs to start. He knows yep. exactly where the ball needs to be with, with accuracy. And, and gives his guy the best chance to go and get it. Um, but no, I didn't really, I don't really have an, <laughs> I can't give you a good observation of those, those two particular plays, but the Jimmy Graham one, oh boy, are our tight ends completely irrelevant? I mean, they, they have been the oh, first two weeks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I went back and looked. Komet's had eight targets, which is shocking. I didn't even think it was that high. He's six receptions for 42 okay. yards. I was surprised by that. Jimmy Graham has one reception, two targets for 11 yards. That's it. So 10 targets in two games for our tight ends, which seems too high. But that's that's horrible. That's horrible coaching. And I think Nagy owned it today and said that's his fault. Yes. Stop saying yes. things are your fault. Just Just clean it up, man. This is... What year are we on, Nagy? Four? I don't even four. know. I don't, four? Four, yeah. Dude, stop admitting that you, you're 
coaching sucks. You're not running the ball. You're not using the tight ends. Knock it off. Just knock it off, man. I mean, that 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 opens up your offense. That's a weapon you should be using. And what is Jimmy Graham? Jimmy Graham's providing zero value right now. Zero. Especially when we have him as just dead cap weight, just hanging around the field when we need a lot of defensive back help still. It just pisses me off that he's still around. And I, someone brought up a good point on the radio today that the Bears kind of got stuck with him after the whole Russell Wilson uh, needs his buddy in Chicago recruitment thing. And I thought, yeah, it's probably pretty accurate because Pace is stupid. So he thinks, like, that's <laughs> necessary to get Russell Wilson to come to Chicago before we knew we were getting fields. But just ridiculous. The tight end play needs to be better. I'm not saying that maybe maybe Komet's part of the problem, maybe Graham. I mean, that can't happen. That can't happen for us to to win ball games. We we need to get the tight ends involved. Every te- every successful team does it. Grow up, Nagy. Yeah. Grow up, Nagy. Yeah, I I heard the same thing where he was he was owning it. it the funniest part about him quote unquote owning it too was he stopped short of saying it'll never happen again. <laughs> Did you notice that? No, Took I didn't. This quote, yeah, yeah. He said he basically said, "I'm not saying it'll never happen again." Because I mean, and in, in his defense, and we rarely defend Matt Nagy on this show. That's for damn sure. Like, you don't know what's going to happen game to game. You could have all the best intentions, and then shit happens, right? But at the same time, it, it seems like almost a conscious effort that the tight ends are not involved. We have like 12 of them on the roster. Let's at least use the top two. That's fine. Jimmy Graham's yeah. making $9 million. You know, he hasn't flown a Cessna into a cornfield and died. <laughs> we might as well, might as well, especially the red zone. I don't think he's in all the time on red zone. I remember that late last year that became a trend where, like, the announcers are like, they're pulling Jimmy Graham off the field for some reason on third and goal from the six. What the fuck are they doing? It's like, if he's not in on, on that as a decoy at the least, he serves no purpose. Yeah. I, I don't I if we're a good team we get the tight ends involved every game that's a that's a scheme issue and that's I guess a little bit of a talent issue but you know it's it's just naggy he's just everything's so compact everything's just you know uh David Montgomery's running everything between the fucking guards it feels like you know we don't we're on anything on the outside the only thing we'll do on the outside is a zero-yard pass when Tariq Cohen got, comes back. Oh, my God, I'm still terrified for when Tariq Cohen yes. comes back. Let me <laughs> see if I can bring it up every episode. It's just it's inexcusable. It's just that the idea that offensive coaches, whenever they admit that their offense had to be changed based off what the defense was giving them, just you're just telling on yourself that you – don't know what you're doing you don't know how to operate your offense in the most efficient way that you make the defense change their scheme based off of what you're running you're the only ones out there that know the play that's coming not the defense so the fact that you can't get your tight ends open in any fashion is just 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 bad coaching that's all it is it's just bad coaching yeah i i think that's totally fair uh, last piece of the offense, unless there's somebody else that's jumping out at you. Uh, Jason Peters, left tackle. This is unverified because I didn't look it up, but I heard on my on, during when I was in the car today that he is the number ten left tackle in the league right now, according to PFF, according to their, according to their grading system. 
That's fantastic. Good job, Jason Peters. Okay. I have a confession to make. I love just looking at him. He's, I love looking at him. I know. Massive. Yes. Yes. I just, my mind can't comprehend how big he is. It's it's amazing. It's, I love it. Yeah. I guess, I guess I didn't really notice him out there, so I think he was a, yeah, I think he had a good game. I don't know. PFF, I mean, if it's working in our favor, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. Until Bingo. I mean he is he is absolutely gonna get hurt. Like there's no way he's gonna last this season. <laughs> no chance. Do we wanna make a wager? I mean, I feel like you're not even Ugh. gonna take the other side of that. No, no, I would not I I would be way too weary. I can't believe he um I can't believe he played the whole game. It's incredible. We need him because Larry we Borum him. went on IR on Saturday, so oh. hopefully that doesn't last too long. But what is that, high ankle sprints? So that's that's at least a month. He's done. Yeah, he's done for a while. Yep, too bad. Well, the offense needs to be cleaned up. JF1 also needs to clean it up. Sounds like he knows that. Uh, Matt Nagy shouldn't be calling plays. Let's just send it. He just shouldn't. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing. Totally. I was re- also really bothered, and you maybe you saw this better on TV, that like hurry up on fourth and one, which I understand oh. sounded like it was a terrible spot. Um well, there was no need to rush that either, no. right? Like, why couldn't you no. get an actual play in there and get yes. get him outside? I know I keep saying it, but get him out in space and let him run for it. Anything but what they did, that sneak, I mean, that was just felt very rushed and unnecessary, especially with the rookie quarterback. It was completely unnecessary. He actually showed a very good amount of patience there that um, I thought was going to reward his decision-making with a first down. I have no idea where he ended up. He just got sucked into the pile so he probably was short but yeah I agree there's no there was no reason for that like since he wasn't surprised by the fact we were going yeah. for it on fourth and inches I if that was the idea then that's again Matt genius Matt Nagy outthinking everybody including right. his own team yeah Fuck it just Matt didn't Nagy. need to be right yeah you no, suck no, he's a no. boob his his approval rating do you talk to anybody who's says anything other than he sucks no i feel like i i, I you, if it definitely seemed like there were people last year mid you know midway through last year that would defend him i you can't find any now <laughs> no i think there's some people that um and i find myself in this category sometimes where it's like he's probably not like the worst head coach in the world like ceo type like he does have that potential still I'm losing a little bit of faith in that too. Don't get me wrong, but like as a play caller, there's nobody I doubt in the world that would say that he should be calling plays. You said it a few minutes right. ago, and I think that's true. And, and I think you also said a couple episodes ago when you're when you're hankering for Bill Lazor to call your plays, you know you're in a dark place. <laughs> dark place. It's just, and I think he's so stubborn that he won't change his offense. And he won't give up play calling. I mean, just the fact that last year when he gave up play calling was probably when our offense was most efficient. And he yep. thought, yeah, you know what this team needs me? They need me, they need me <laughs> to come back and call plays. Yeah. I just think he's an asshole when it comes to that stuff. And I, I think he is a good rah-rah guy, but he needs to be just that and stay out of it otherwise. I'd, I'd be okay yeah. with that. I, I think Bears fans in general would uh, would feel that way because he is a likable guy, but 
Not when, not when you know that he's calling plays that fail. So JF1 needs to basically bail his ass out, I think, is probably probably the point. Yeah. There's Nobody will like him until that happens, which hopefully starts this week. We're not quite ready to talk about this week. Uh, let's talk about the defense a little bit. How, how did that feel as a fan with your ass at Soldier Field? Was that red hot to, uh, red hot. to see what was going on there? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the air raid horn or whatever we call it gets me boned up. I love that. I I hope that never goes away. The defense definitely seemed a bit sexier this week. I'll take it. Robert Quinn showed up a little bit, which was yeah. a, a, a surprise. Uh, and Roquan, I mean, that guy that guy's the best middle linebacker in the NFL. I'm just gonna say yes. it. Bump. I think he's he, he's just. I don't know why he doesn't get more recognition, but he's fucking awesome. I just don't think he makes mistakes at all. Now that he's got it sort of figured out the mental side of it, where to be, he's athletic enough. He's awesome. I love him. Yeah. No, what's not to love? That that pick was unbelievable. Just like his hands were crazy. So when, when that happened, yeah. when I saw the first replay, I thought – Let's put him at tight end. And then I thought to myself, he'll never get the ball. He'll never get the ball. Why why would he do that? So, yeah, so that was awesome. Like, he maneuvered it. I think think Dan Pompey today said, close your eyes and picture him. You know, picture that play you'd picture Erlacher. It was a very Erlacher-type return. Yeah, like reading his blocks. It was awesome. That was um, a play that, you know, talking about ass and seats – that play, I saw the whole thing develop and him snag it out of the air and he ran it. That was the end zone I was sitting in, and it was electric. That was the best part of the game. People were going crazy. It was awesome. So, so good. I can't wait to talk about golden cock time. Now is not the time, but I bet you can guess which way I'm leaning. Ooh, we're almost there. Let's talk about, you mentioned Robert Quinn. He did, he was very disruptive. He had... He had a cheap personal foul called against him. It was acting by Dumb. Joe Burrow. It, yeah, but you're, you're right. It's stupid to put yourself in that position where a ref could be fooled. That one's on Robert Quinn. It's absolutely on Robert Quinn. So stupid. Uh, however, he did have a great game. He was very disruptive. He was in on even more than just that one sack he had. He was he was all over the place. Khalil Mack obviously heard the chirping. He was he was a bit of a game wrecker. It was awesome, even when he was not in the stat sheet. He was setting shit up for guys like Quinn, actually. Yeah. Yeah, let's see him string it together now. Like, I'm yep. not convinced yep. until they string a few games together and see yep. if we can bring it back a little bit. But um, Jalen Johnson was solid again. Duke yes. Shelley might stink. He might yeah. be legitimately bad. I don't. We, have a, yep. we don't have a good nickel back. Uh, oh, this is the other caller thing. Uh, this caller in the ESPN 1000 today suggested that the Bears release Eddie Jackson today uh, because he whiffed on a couple Why? of tackles again. There was a he did have another bad one. I think it was on one of the long touchdowns where he just sort yeah. of like completely whiffed. He seems like he's afraid to hit guys, which is well, odd. He like, but yeah, and he took out. I don't know if it, I think it was Vildor on that yeah. one, the one to chase. Yeah. He like he just took a horrible angle. It, it was. It was kind of funny in a in a in a sad way. It was right. like, "What it's, the fuck you doing?" It's funny now. Um, yeah, but but yeah, the caller today said, "Release Eddie Jackson. He's a detriment to the team." And uh, David Kaplan basically told him to go get fucked, which was pretty funny. It was uh, yeah, that was ridiculous. But yeah, Bears Bears fans, calm down a little bit. They're not releasing Eddie Jackson. We're we're stuck no. with him. He's not 
the worst safety in the league. He's definitely no. not what we hope he what he should be. But just relax a little bit. But yeah, it's there was it uh Gibson was the one. Did he have one of the taunting penalties? Yes, did, did we have more yes, than one? Did. I mean the taunting penalties, what are we doing, NFL? Is Stop. who's at who asked for that? There literally Nobody. can't be anybody. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, that's frustrating. That's completely for yeah, he and I guess by the by the rule book that was the right call, but that's stupid. It's so stupid. He was clapping like not totally even in the guy's face, really. Like it was Yeah. We shouldn't we shouldn't be doing this NFL. We should not No, be. and it, it this seems like a rule that maybe like a week or two that the NFL is gonna tell the refs like, all right, just stop calling it. Oh, unless they make like unless they do like they're like hip thrusting in the guy's face, like maybe yeah. that, but it just makes no sense. I don't know. I don't know who asked for that. What point they're making? I don't like. No, literally, nobody wants it. There's not one person who's like, "Thank you, NFL. Finally, we get the taunting penalties." My my son or my daughter now can finally watch NFL football. You know who I think probably asked for it is uh, Ted Phillips. I could see that. <laughs> No, he seems like a guy who loves to be taunted by ladies of the night, <laughs> just verbally undressing him with his through his giant headset. Oh. You're a bad boy, Teddy. You're a bad boy. <laughs> Put some salami on your nipples. You're such a bad boy. Bad boy, Teddy. <laughs> my headphones just fell off yes my head. finally <laughs> finally yes i've been waiting for it <laughs> you knocked him off how wet are my ears those things slipped off covered in salami juice they were waiting for their phones <laughs> that was fantastic yeah ted phillips i just pictured a, a half nude at least half nude ted phillips in his office like putting scotch tape around giant pepperonis on top of his Probably gigantic pepperoni nipples Huge. also. Oh, You're gross. right, Ted. You know how there's people in uh, golf, like fans who watch golf, who call in to like report violations They see when they see it on TV? That's what Ted Phillips does. He calls the NFL official's office and calls in violations of taunting. And not just for Bears games. Like, I'm watching Detroit Green Bay right now. And he's probably on the phone talking about multiple taunting violations that need to be called on the field. I could see that. I also feel like the powers that be in the NFL completely ignore Ted Phillips. I hope. Oh, I hope they do. I hope they don't even know who he is. No, absolutely not. Um, should we talk about this week? Should we talk? Oh, no, no. Let's talk about Golden Cock. Golden Cock Award, the Zero Doings Cornish Hen Player of the Week, as voted on by our fans and eggs around the world. The votes seem to be going toward the aforementioned Roquan Smith. Dan, do you support that vote, or do you veto it for somebody else? Roquan, 100%. That yes. was That won us the game until it got a little weird after. Yeah, Roquan, Golden Cock, hit me with a voice. 
Thanksgiving is absolutely only eight weeks away, I think. I'm not a big calendar guy. Am I a guy? Hard to say. Do Cornish hens have genitalia? I don't know. But don't choose to make congratulations, Roquan. Close your eyes. You could picture Brian Erlacher minus the racism. Don't choose me. Congrats. I'm a Cornish hen. That was good. I like that the Cornish hen is tapped into the QAnon controversy with uh, Brian Urlacher. That's great. That's great. Thanks for doing that. Uh, congrats, Absolutely. Roquan. Amazing. Congrats. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's wrap up week two. You're watching Packers-Lions right now. What's the score, buddy? It is uh, almost 10 o'clock central as yeah. we're doing this yeah, on yeah. Monday. Jared Goff just threw a terrible interception. There's three and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Packers, uh, they were down 17-14. They're now up 35-17. So they've Oops. strung together quite a few at touchdown. So Bears are three and a half minutes away from being the NFC North champs solo. They're going to have uh, friends with them, the Green Bay yes. Packers. Yes. Fuck them. Fuck. Yes. So, yeah. P- Lions go to 0-2. Who would have thought? Yeah, what a shock. What a shock. Uh, Vikings 0-2. That's hilarious. Their kicker misses a 37-yarder that would have won it, and the play-by-play guy for Vikings Radio thought it was in. That was <laughs> and amazing. he was very wrong. I don't feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for Vikings fans. It feels great. Uh, Dustin in Minneapolis. Uh, I don't feel bad for you either. I really don't. I'm sorry. I love you. But I don't feel bad for you because you're a huge Kirk Cousins guy, so you should know better. That's amazing. I can't believe that the Cardinals even let him in uh, to even have a shot at beating him, to be honest. I think Kingsbury is a terrible coach, right? I think he's yes. just he's just a bad coach. That's probably has more to do with that. Yeah, no, the, the play-by-play guy, and I feel like he didn't even feel bad about it. I feel like he'd maybe have to like apologize for screwing that up. He Was it the color analyst who's like, no, I missed it? Yeah. And the guy <laughs> yeah. was just like, oh, oh, he missed it. Yeah, that seemed very Vikings. Vikings don't love to lose in horrible fashion like that. Like, I, if any Vikings fans are listening, I get it. Throw your double doink jokes out there. Go fuck yourself. But you guys have lost some terrible games with missed field goals. Terrible. So, yeah. What what did you say? You, you root for Kirk Cousins. What do you expect? I, that's yeah. great. Great yeah. line. Yeah, no, yeah. I was surprised. I mean... I don't even remember which side of the Vikings Cardinals line I took last week. I, I got a lot of shit from you and Rick Fieldsman, but that was one of those. I don't know which way to take. I think I t- ended up taking the Cardinals. Um, yeah, good for you, Vikings. You suck. You suck, yes. and I love it. You were tied at the bottom of the NFC North with the Lions. That's how far you've fallen there, Mike Zimmer. Hey, I'm Mike Zimmer. I have a patch on my eye, and I'm really mad at everybody because they won't get a jab in their arm. Well, Vikings, you suck. You suck. You suck, especially you, Kirk Cousins. Uh, any other NFL games we want to talk about? I don't think so. I think it's time for you to walk us through the Week 3 opponent, the Cleveland Browns. It's fresh. I don't think you've ever done it before, if memory serves, right? They I don't not think so. In the preseason no. or regular season. Okay. Uh, let's Once you get going, as I refill my hams, buddy. All right. Enjoy. All right. Browns review. They won this Sunday 31-21 over the Texans. 
in Cleveland. They uh they looked okay. Not not the they run the ball really well. So if we stop the run this week, I think we'll be in good shape. A lot of play action with Baker. Baker might just be real mediocre. He gets a ton of time to throw the ball. Uh but anyway, that game was a little closer than it should have been. Tyrod Taylor got hurt. They brought in David Mel Mills, Davis Mills, I don't remember. He was fucking dog shit for the Texans. But we're not talking about the Texans. So, Browns win by 10 at home. So, that's where we play this Sunday. Baker got a little dinged up as well, making a tackle attempt after his interception. Um, Browns defense, one more thing. I think they're just scary on paper. They don't They don't look that great. I think our offense could, could uh, fuck shit up a little bit. So, all right, let's do this. Browns are 9-7 and seven all time against... The Bears are up two games on us, but the Bears are currently on a three-game winning streak versus the Cleveland Browns. Does that sound about right to you, Bill? You're on mute. You are on mute. All right, let's move on. Nope, nope. I don't even care at this point. We've moved on. I have nothing good to say. All right, we've moved on. All right. Last time these two teams have played was in Chicago, uh, Christmas Eve, December 24, 2017. I hope nobody was at that game. Bears win 20-3. to Bears were uh, close to wrapping up their 5-11 and season. Browns that year were going, oh, they ended up going 0-16. Only the second team in, in NFL history to do that. Uh, they were coached by Hugh Jackson. Who was one and thirty after that loss with the fucking Browns? Can you believe that? Could you imagine? Like we've had dark times. Oh my God, Hugh wow. Jackson era was real bad, and he was real cocky on his way out too. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. How dare you? You know, I yeah. I was one and thirty at one point. How dare? That's Trash. almost impossible, right? Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, Mitch threw for 193 yards, one rushing touchdown. Jordan Howard had two rushing touchdowns. Deshaun Kaiser was the uh, Browns quarterback, 182 yards, two interceptions. Benny Cunningham led the Bears with 62 yards receiving. Those are my only notes from that game. I really I, – I don't even really remember that game. I'm sure I was with family, and there's no way – I was paying attention to that. So after that win, they would have been five and ten. <laughs> no <laughs> chance. Gross. That's that's horrible. Uh, John Fox era, twenty seventeen. Has Probably. to be right. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it has to be. All right. The last time these two teams played in Cleveland, December fifteenth, twenty thirteen. Bears win thirty eight thirty one. No defense apparently. Uh, that was the last Bears win of that season. Cutler threw three touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, he had just returned from injury, relieving Josh McCown. Uh, Matt Forte with 127 yards rushing. Michael Bush with a rushing touchdown. Uh, Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, Earl Bennett, all with the touchdown. And on the Alshon touchdown, they, they said in the ESPN notes, Tayshon Gibson, the Tayshon mm. Gibson, mm. badly mistimed his jump. Probably would have got a taunting penalty as well. It did. Um, and also, one last note on that game: Josh Gordon played despite being in a minor car accident the day before. Oh boy! 
do what are the chances uh substances were involved yeah he was sniffing glue off of mike brown's penis not not former chicago bear mike brown but cincinnati Bengal owner mike brown question mark i'm Why still confused he, yeah yeah same it's too confusing i don't like that at all which i'm glad you brought that up we were uh, informed that there was a connection with michael brown and paul brown that they used to own the browns that probably a little research could have told us that thank you frank for pointing that out uh so sorry we don't do enough research and we just ask dumb questions on a recorded device for everyone to listen to for the rest of time we're dumb that's it until the end of time some might say we will be here a tale as old as time okay tale as old as old time, as time. Oh, hey, hey, oh, okay enough of that <laughs> no, are you uh, go ahead bill it seemed like you were going to continue Beauty hand for and beast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. Would you? Would you, Would you with Belle? Would you? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, she's of age, right? Yeah, she is. I, I, I was age. just. I was oh, just no. going to ask you the same. I, I went. In, I went in a little strong there. That, yeah, <laughs> let's just be. assume she's got to be. She's dating like the beast is. What, 46, 47? Like, he's yeah. checking IDs. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. He yeah. Okay. Well, I see. I thought you were asking that question about Angela Lansbury, uh, who sings oh. that song. Yes. I wouldn't. But what if she was the cup? Oh. Or the teapot. She's a teapot. Is that the th- the one with the crack in it? <laughs> that's that's, that- the, that's the kid. Chip, I know. Wait, oh, we chip. know way too much. Who can tell? We're we're girl dads, right? <laughs> yeah. Beauty had the beast. The beast. All right. Speaking of beast, uh, head coach for the Browns is Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski. It's just a fun name to say. Second year with the Browns, he was NFL Coach of the Year last year. Finished with the thirteen, thirteen, thirteen and seven record. Do Cleveland people have accents, Bill? Do you know? Mm. I think they have a slight, like, central Illinois-type drawl. Oh, fuck. Here we go. All right. Uh, I got to go shuck some corn. Hey, hey, why don't you put some tea on the candle? I'm hungry. Wait, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Okay. All right. I think that adds up. You're boiling corn, right? You throw it in some hot water. I don't know. Yeah. All right, anyway. All right, uh, Kevin <laughs> Stefanski's only 39 years old. I thought he was a lot older. And he kind of, this is a second reference to it this episode, but he kind of looks like one of the property brothers. Mm. Oh, boy. List it. All right. He was with the Vikings for way too long, 2006 to 2019. He played defensive back at Penn. Uh, his dad, Ed Stefanski, has been an NBA executive for years. He's currently in the 76ers front office. I can't tell if he's like a GM. It kind of makes it seem like he is, but I didn't understand that. There wasn't a great tra- track record of Ed Stefanski, but Wikipedia makes a point to say he's like apparently well-known as an, an NBA executive. 
I got no opinion on it. Hmm. Wonder what his opinion is on Ben Simmons' contract. Oh, uh, from the Ringer. Just wait, kidding. Did I say that wrong? No, you said it right. I'm, okay. Wait, wait. Is that right? Bill Simmons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bill Simmons. I got it wrong. I'm too many dumb. hams. Yeah, too many hams. All right. Uh, offensive coordinator is Alex Van Pelt. Played quarterback at Pitt in the early 90s, and he was in the NFL for 10 years, mostly with the Bills. Uh, he was a quarterback coach for the Frankfurt Galaxy in 2005. Oh. Does that intersect with your time there? It does not, sadly, but oh. uh, I had a great time in Frankfurt, although it's a bit too much like an American city, so it was not very unique, in my opinion. No offense, Frankfurt. I still love you. I love Germany. Ich bin ein Flughafen. Bundesliga. Uh, he's uh, so Van Pelt, uh, not Scott Van Pelt. He's been with Cincinnati since 2008. Not Cincinnati, Cleveland. That's it. I don't know. They're all the same. We can't. We can't. Do yeah, I this. can't. It's too we hard. Can't. It's his second year. His offensive coordinator. Uh, he's not calling the plays though, right? I think Stefanski calls the plays. Just one no of idea. these. I think no it's idea. one of these offensive coordinators, but. They're just like, just hang out over there and hold hold my clipboard. Uh, okay, offensive line coach is Bill Callahan. We just had his son oh. last week, right? Or was that week one? We had a ca- his Callahan yeah. kid recently. We All can't right, get away from Bill Callahan. I feel like we talk about him almost every year. Yeah, I love him. He's a good guy. U of I. Yeah. Had his kid at Champaign Memorial it? Hospital. I don't know if that's really the name of it, but thank you, first responders. We appreciate all that you do, especially down in Champaign. All right, running back coach is a guy named Stump Mitchell. Great name. He has an amazing beard. I highly suggest you look it up. Uh, defensive coordinator is a guy named Joe Woods. He's a Illinois State Redbird. He's a graduate of the Illinois State University. Second year with the Browns as a defensive coordinator. Spent two years with the Broncos as a defensive coordinator, 2017 to 2018. They got nothing good on him. And I got one more coach for you. Defensive line coach is Chris Kiffin, Lane's brother. Weird. Uh, It looks like, oh, he was with his brother for one year at Florida Atlantic. That couldn't have gone well, right? I imagine they just threw hands nonstop. Yeah, there is no doubt about it. There's absolutely no doubt. That's there's a lot of Kiffins, huh? A lot of Kiffins, a lot of Kiffins. All right, let's move on to the owners. D uh, and Jimmy Haslam. They they list them as the owners. Their bio is way too long on their team website. They're very proud of themselves. Just knock it off. Jimmy's father was the founder of Pilot Gas Stations. You ever been to mm-hmm. a Pilot Gas Station? Yeah, I think I've pumped gas there before. Uh, I'll, can I make a, can I make a confession right now? There's a pilot gas station in Bloomington. Yeah. Uh, I used to hang out there in high school. They had like a Wendy's and they had like an arcade. Used to hang out there. How creepy is that to say to a very creepy to people who don't know me or <laughs> it sounds very creepy, but I just want to admit that to you. Used to hang out at a pilot gas station. What's your favorite uh, Wendy's go to? At least back then. Uh, double, double quarter pounder. What do they call them? I don't even know what they call them. Like, you know, like a double cheese, maybe a little bacon on it. 
Uh, love their fries. Huge fan of their fries. Also dip into the chili a little bit. You can't go wrong. They got good nuggets. You can't go wrong at Wendy's. It's my favorite. If you ordered a, a double at Soldier Field, they'd give you six patties and charge you $120. But cash only. But that's all tax because they're figuring it out on the fly. Uh, all right. D and Jimmy Haslam. Uh, D is the CEO of some media company. I lost interest doing that research. I don't know what they do. They do a lot of like TLC shows or some shit. I, I don't really know. Both of their Wikipedia pages mention that they, as an award, that they are 2020 MLS champions. We've talked about this before. No, they're not. No, they are not. They own the Columbus Crew MLS team. They weren't out there. They didn't kick any goals. They're not MLS champions. Stop it. Um, they apparently live in Knoxville, Tennessee. That feels weird. Yeah. Knoxville's okay, in, I guess. I don't, it's fine, but live in Cleveland, or at least around Cleveland, right? Are you yeah. dedicated to your craft, or are you not? It doesn't seem like it. Uh, in 2013, they were in hot water with the FBI in a fraud case. I feel like... It was like they were fudging numbers on gas rebates. Do I have that right? Something along those lines. They were forced to pay a $92 million penalty, which sounds like a lot, but they're worth $3.6 billion. Oh, pocket change. Not a big Absolute deal. Absolute pocket change. Uh, they involved in, a, did it come up in your research, Flying J? You know that Flying J company that yeah. you see signs? I'm pretty sure that's a Haslam thing, too. Did that that also up? is? Oh, I didn't notice yeah. that, no. It's fine. It's no big deal. It may have to do with that stupid gas station you were talking about. What is Flying J? What does that mean? I, I It must be like a freight, like one of those freight things. I don't know. Honestly, I'm I'm grasping at straws here. Flying I've talked Jimmy? about it with Phil Sr. before. Yeah, that oh, makes okay. sense. Maybe it's Flying Jim Haslam. They have a similar vibe, Flying J and Pilot. You drop me into one of those, I couldn't tell you which one it is. Um, and I should know. I used to hang out at a pilot gas station quite often. Um, chief strategy officer for the Browns is Paul DePodesta. What? Uh, he was, yeah, part of, like, the Oakland A's Moneyball shit. Big-time nerd. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what any of that means. Okay. Stupid. The end. Yeah, so that's all I got for the front office. There's one Illini player. Do you want to guess? Mm, Kirk Kittner. Ooh, great guess. Chase McLaughlin. He's the kicker. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's it. No gophers. We haven't had a gopher yet. Not surprising. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. You all know right. why. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's it. That's all I got for your Browns review. Uh, not super exciting. I don't know. They're they're pretty good. They're a pretty good team. Yeah. We could definitely win. I know we'll cover that in Ham's E-Bread, but uh, they, if, if Baker Mayfield was better, they'd be unstoppable. I'm convinced of it. He's just yes. not super accurate. Right. He's fine, but you need a bit He's more fine. than fine as your, as your number one draft pick from a number of years ago. Uh, kind of interesting, I guess, maybe, that JF1 is making his first start, so we assume, here on Monday night, uh, not too far from Columbus, right? Oh. Where he 
made his bones. So that's kind of cool. Good call. Good call. I also, you know, we had kicked around going to Cleveland for this game. I've heard of quite a few Bears fans that are going. That seems to be a popular trip because it's easy to get to. The weather's still nice. I think that seems to be a pop. There could be a good good Bears crowd there. Good Bears crowd. Just got to stop the run, Bill. We stop the run, I think we're in good shape. A lot easier said than done. A lot easier said than done. Yeah, it's a, it's a tall task there, week three. Uh, our other NFC North counterparts, we've got the Vikings hosting the Seahawks on uh, – on Sunday, maybe we'll talk about this hams e bread. Just just a little teaser, and uh, yep. Lions hosting the Ravens and the Packers, who I believe are one and one now, at Forty yep. ers on Sunday night football. So we will still be kings of the North, no matter what. I feel like after Week Three, that's how I nope. feel. Wow. Okay, I love the confidence. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I got Lions on all those. If you want to talk about them now, we could talk about them. Hamzy bread. What do you want to do, buddy? Let's scoot ahead to the next segment, Hams and Bread, with hopefully a bit of Hams and... Wait, Hams and... Yeah, Hams and Bread with Hams and Spreads in the middle, probably toward the beginning, assuming Rick Fieldsman is still alive. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for walking us through Cleveland and all of Ohio. Glad you're at the game. Love you. List you. I won't lick you, but I do love you. I work at a flying J. It's Bears season. It's Justin Fields season. Have you ever wanted to follow us? Do it at Zero Doinks. Instagram at Zero Doinks. Twitter at Zero Doinks. Slip into our DMs wet, wet, wild. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. Follow us on the World Wide Web, www.zerodoinks.com. Buy our swag, buy our swag, buy our swag, buy our swag at Zerdogs. I still have a leaving you Everton. I never want to be in Aston Villa. Newcastle is really bad. Hams and bread, hams and bread, hams and bread, hams and bread. Zero dogs! Yes. Yes. Zero dogs. Yes. Come on. Go. Zero dogs. Push the ball. Push the ball. Hams and bread. Go. <laughs> yes. Go. Kick it in. Hams and bread. Let's go. Hams bread. Pick three. Printing money's pick of the week. We made it. We're finally here. Hams and bread. You know what? Let's go ahead and kick it to our good friend, Rick Richard Fieldsman. Take it away, Ricky. Hi, this is Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams, 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 and hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hands and spread. Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Our buddy Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Ricky Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman is my dad. Hands and spreads. Featuring me, Rick. 
feels, man. All right, Doinkers, we are back. This is Rick Fieldsman coming back to you for hams and spreads. Oh, I have the hottest picks. We are going into season week three of the season of football that we're currently, the 2021-2022 season, week three. Rick Fieldsman on his picks so far is one, four, and one. The hottest picks coming just shy. I could explain every one of those losses to you why they occurred, but that's not what you're here for. You know Rick's got the hottest picks. You know week week three has always been Rick's week. It always has been. It always will be. So we're going to lay down some hot, hot picks for you, for all those gamblers out there. You know what? We're not going straight NFL anymore. That's right, I've been slicing and dicing the board this weekend, and I found three of the hottest picks. Oh, let's get let's just get right into it. Here we go. Hands and spreads, pick one. Alright. Our first game is a college football game. N- number 12 Notre Dame at number 18 Wisconsin. I believe this game is either at eleven or one on Saturday, and it's being played in Chicago Soldier Field. And everyone knows that Chicago's Big Ten team is Wisconsin. Wisconsin is the hottest team this year. Notre Dame almost lost to Purdue. Should have lost to Purdue. Brian Kelly is gross to look at. I love Wisconsin in this. Wisconsin is the hottest team in college football right now. UCLA, the worst. Wisconsin, the hottest. Minus 5.5 Wisconsin is we are absolutely riding that over. They're going to score the first touchdown. They're going to be up seven, and they're never going to get behind. Let's go to the next pick. Hamden spreads pick two. All right. We have Colorado State at number five, Iowa. Iowa is 23-point favorites. If there's anything I know, it's people I don't like. And I do not like a certain man from Iowa, but I like this team. Iowa is another Big Ten, hot, a hot 10 Big Ten team. The minus 23 is going to be covered easily against Colorado State. Here's the final score prediction. 49-7. to Mark it. Mark this. Iowa is going to come off. This is a hot pick. 2-0 after Saturday going into the third pick. Here we go. Hams and spreads, pick three. Printing money's pick of the week. Printing money's pick of the week is brought to you by Revolution Brewing. Going to pick up pizza for your family and don't have any beer? Oh, I suggest going into the liquor store next door and picking up two tall boys of anti-hero India Pale Ale at 19.2 fluid ounces and 6.7% alcohol by volume. That explains a lot. It's an American Hop Assault Anti-Hero IPA. Why buy one when you can get two for twice the price? Oh, right. We are back. Excellent. Thank you for the sponsorship. We are going to Sunday. We have football Chicago Bears at Cleveland Browns. Chicago Bears are seven and a half point dogs. DraftKings, a little bit of an error there. The Chicago Bears are going to absolutely rock Cleveland. I can't even think of a Cleveland player right now. 
There's a quarterback. It is I. The Bears are going to win. I don't care if they have Dalton. I don't care if they have Fields. I don't care. Cole Komet is going to take them to the promised land, baby. Seven and a half points is going to be covered so easily. Mayfield? Bears plus seven and a half. And with that, the three hottest picks. We're going to be four, four, and one this time next week. And we're going to get the hottest sponsorships. I'm going to send it back to the boys. And as always, have a good one at the windows. And this has been the world's greatest and first segment within a segment. Hams and spreads with Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman is the smartest person in the whole wide world. Rick Fieldsman can make you a lot of money. Oh my God, Rick! He did it again. He did it again, Rick. Awful, awful picks. If you ask me, Dan, I, ah, I didn't what, hate what him. What is he thinking? Oh, you didn't? I didn't okay. hate him. No, I, I think. You know, obviously, I I heard them, so I feel like his picks are going to line up with what I might like this week. So, you know, let's find out, Bill. Let's find out. Let's find out. You and him have been kind of opposite sides of the fence. You've been West Germany. He's been East Germany. But before we get to the random non-Bears games, what's the line in Bears-Browns this week, buddy? All right, Bears and Browns are both 1-1 and against the spread this season. The over is 2-0 and for the Browns, 1-1 and for the Bears on the over. Bears, Browns, noon kickoff, 1 p.m. in Cleveland, I believe. Not a big time zone guy. <laughs> Bears are uh, getting plus 7.5 this week. I, I think it opened at 9. Wasn't it 9 before the Bears game? I think I saw an early line. It was at 9, something like that. We're at plus seven and a half, over unders forty six and a half. Bill, what do you like? So, this seems like an an all time no brainer, which gets me in my own head as we've talked about the last two weeks. However, Justin Fields, his first start, we're just going to assume that seven and a half. Are you fucking kidding me, Dan? You know me as a big money line guy. Our audience knows me as a big money line guy. You got two ways to sprinkle here: the plus seven and a half, and the money line, which you may have said. I apologize. I, I, I did not listen to that part. Let me look. Okay, okay. I'm going to guess plus two sixty-five. What you got? Hold. It Riveting. is plus two ninety. Okay, I'm sprinkling a lot on plus two ninety. I think Bears win outright. They cover. They win. We're two and one. We're the true kings of the north. And uh, over under was what? What was the what was the total, 46, buddy? Sorry. Forty six and oh. a half. You, ah, shit. I think you go. That's a tough one. That's like right on the number. I think you go under. You're on the lake. The wind plays a role. Chase McLaughlin, I love you as an Illini, but you're going to miss at least one big kick against our boys, and that's not going to cover the total. I go under. I go Bears cover the points and money line. Dan, what say you? I you know uh, what I did this week. I found that DraftKings will let you do a thirteen point teaser. Uh, big teaser fan. Thirteen's a lot of points. I teased the Packers, uh, the Bengals, I believe, the Forty ers Nope. 
One more. Oh, the Chiefs. The Chiefs. I got Chiefs plus nine. How could you not take that? Uh, green. Yeah, whatever. So I love teasing the Bears. Just do that. Take that all day. That's easy fucking money. I like the Bears. Just give me the points. Gobble, 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 but I'm I'm gonna hammer the under because I love the over so much that it's I'm so confident about it. So maybe tease that down a little bit so you just guarantee the over. Maybe middle it. Maybe love it right in the middle. Do it. Love it. Lick it. Stick it. Row row row. Shove shove shove. So Bears plus seven and a half. Take the under because I love the over so much and I'm bad at gambling. Do it. <laughs> That's fine. Again, we've mention this for our new listeners this is not the place that you come at least with dan and i to make hot hot cash you mm-hmm. listen to rick to make that hot hot cash you fade the doinks whenever you can dan we teased it a little bit last segment other games to catch our eye you got the vikings hosting the seahawks you got the packers at the 49ers you got the lions hosting the ravens any other games catch your eye let's hear about it I got three games that I like. One of them is the NFC North. Uh, But let's start Colts plus five and a half at Tennessee. Colts stink. They are uh, Carson Wentz might be dead. Who's the backups? Jacob Eason. He may come up in the next segment. They're terrible. They should be getting way more points. This is a total dance in his head game. Just take the Colts plus five and a half because it doesn't make sense, that line. I'm going the opposite of a sucker bet. Any thoughts there, Bill? So I am going the introvert of a sucker bet, and I'm taking it. I'm taking the Titans, minus five and a half. I rely on all things Tannehill in my life, so that's fantastic. Get it to Julio Jones. Get it to A.J. Brown. Stick it in the belly of Derrick Henry and take all of those points all the way to the bank. Money line's not going to make you a lot, but I would definitely sprinkle on that. Dan, I'm going opposite. I apologize. I still love you. Okay, that's fair. All right. Um, I also like this week the loss. Vegas Raiders minus four at home against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are in trouble. Two is hurt. They might actually stink. Away game in the... Is it the Roomba? What is their stadium? Isn't there is there a cool name for it yet? The Death Star. Nope. Is mm-hmm. that Dallas? Yeah. I don't know. That's it. No. It is. That's it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to go Raiders minus four at home. I hate the Raiders. John Gruden's overrated. Derek Carr stinks, but they're hot right now. Raiders minus four at home. Okay. Well, you know, as coincidence has it, I'm going Dolphins plus four. I think when you go on the road at Las Vegas as a team from Florida, you're just looking to rest, have a good time. You're already entertained on South Beach. You don't need to be entertained by the Strip. You don't need Tua. Is Tua even any good in the NFL? We don't know that. Who's the quarterback for Miami? Honestly, I have no fucking idea. But I am riding that guy for plus four because they will lose, but they will lose by one point in Las Vegas. Take Miami plus four. Back to you, Dan. Wow, a lot of confidence in Adam Shaheen. Proud of you. All right, let's next game. Packers. This is one of the NFC North games. Sunday night football. 
Packers just dominated. Maybe this line has already moved, but earlier today it was Packers plus four at the 49ers. 49ers have they have like all of their running backs have been injured, right? It's, I think it's mm-hmm. got to catch up with them eventually. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looks like he might be back. Aaron Jones might be back. Uh, I like the Packers plus four if that line still exists. Bill, I assume you're going to take the Niners, so why don't you just go ahead and give it to us? If there's anybody that owns Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, it's Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, especially when you go to the north end of California where San Francisco is located. Definitely not the north end, but they are definitely in northern California. Technically, the weather is temperate. It is beautiful, especially this time of year. Please try the Kaepernick Savajan and take the 49ers. Whatever the points are, I don't even care what they are. Take them, lick them, stick them. You got it. Free money's 49ers minus whatever is my pick. That's great, Bill. Any uh, what, what other games catch your eye? That's it for me. Absolutely none. I haven't logged on in a while to DraftKings. Back to you, Dan. All right. Do we want to talk about Everton? Do we just want to rip the Band-Aid yes. here? All right. Let's do it. Darren. Our, Darren, Darren. Good for you, buddy. Your team, Aston Villa, wins. I think they cheated. Uh, Everton loses 3-0. It was a heartbreaking loss. I don't know what this feeling is. Never experienced an Everton loss. This was devastating. I was ruined all day Saturday. Uh, Nobody told me. Well, I mean, I should have known that Jordan Pickford or Richarlison were not playing. I don't know what's happening. I would love an update from all of my Everton fans. We're all equal uh, in, in regards to our love of Everton but I would just appreciate someone telling me what's happening. Everton is now sixth on the table, in the table, on top of the table. They're sixth. They're 3-1-1. They have 10 points. They're plus three on the goal differential. We're going to be okay, but that was tough to swallow. Bill, any thoughts on that game? Yeah, you know, I'd I'd uh, I'd have a lot more thoughts uh, had I not been traveling in Las Vegas and I missed the first half. And I think I caught up in some of the second half. Um, <laughs> that is my analysis. That took me a minute. <laughs> uh, back to you, Dan. I, you right. know, I was too busy. Yeah, too busy with the slots. All right. That sounds nothing. Did you see Brother Dave there or just? Uh, I don't know anyway. what you're talking about. I don't okay. know what you're talking about at all. All right. Everton has two games this week, Bill. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure you're aware of that. They play in the Carabo slash Carabas Cup. Carabas? What do we call it? What's the restaurant called? Carabas oh, Cup? Oh, yeah. 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 Here, eat some wet meatloaf here at yeah, Carabas. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> wet noodles. The Everton plays Queen's Park Rangers in London. Uh, a QPR, kind of a cool little, they're just called QPR. Mm. Uh, they're mm. a team in West London playing in the Championship League, which obviously knows the second-tier league. So yes. our boys play them tomorrow as we're recording this to play on Tuesday afternoon. So that'll be fun. A little midday Everton action. Uh, after that, after they beat the shit out of the, the Rangers, they play Saturday morning at home against Norwich. The Canaries or the Yellows, depends on what you call them. Norwich stinks. They're terrible. Yeah. They are at the bottom of the table, under the table, at the, the legs of the table. I don't know what we yeah. call it. They have lost all five of their matches. They have a minus 12 goal differential. They're worse than Newcastle, which is shocking. Yeah. They're horrible. I think I've been, I've been already, you know, 
I've been trying to analyze this as best I can from an unbiased position, which is tough when you're as big of an Everton fan as I am, <laughs> a lifelong <laughs> Everton guy. And it it's really hard to kind of back away, just back away and try to try to have a neutral view on it. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Dan. Hands up. I yeah, do. I get it. Yeah, Preach, brother. It. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to guess that the line is – I'm going to guess they're one-and-a-half goal favorites. I'm going to guess that's actually probably minus 175. That's how good the juice is for your local book. And the Canaries, um, f- from what I understand, they've got a um, – they got a bit of an issue. I think they just got rid of their manager. I believe that their mascot has been accused of sexual molestation of at least mm-hmm. half of their team, including their goalie, who I believe is armless, just like Stump Mitchell, who I think is an assistant on Cleveland. Uh, and so take Everton. Take Everton and ride them, hump them, lick them, stick them, hump them again. Our boys in blue are minus 185 for that Norwich game. Norwich is plus 550, and a draw is plus 310. So Vegas knows this is going to be a blowout. We're going to get back. We, we need to score. We need to win like 5 nothing. our boys. And I say we because obviously we are part of the team, have been for life. Boys in blue, let's do it. Let's get back on track starting tomorrow with the Carabas, Carabas Cup, Carabo yes. Cup. Yes. I think we're down to the final 16 in this supposed tournament that obviously we know everything about i think so too that that's the only issue is just you know it's fatigue at this point right that's the only thing that stops everton because i don't care how fit you are you know at some point those legs are gonna run out of battery just a little bit right so true so true well rafa benitez will get our boys back in line and darren congratulations again this will probably be the greatest win of your life. Next time we meet, we're going to beat that ass. And that's all there is to it. But, Darren, we're happy for you. You look very handsome in your kit. Is it a kit? He did. Yeah. He looks, ha- he looks, he looks handsome in it. I don't, know what to, I don't know what else to say. No, he, Darren, honestly, one of the most handsome men I've ever seen. I know we've yet to you know, share a roof, uh, be in the same room, although that's that's coming once COVID's not a thing, which I'm sure will happen when we're 112. Uh, but it's, oh, Darren, you look great. You know, maroon does not look great on most people. Darren, it fucking fits you. Yeah. I think is all I can say. <laughs> I, I, I agree 100%. Uh, just a quick update on the Everton jersey. I was really hoping it'd be here by today. I was able to finally track it. It was supposed to be delivered today, and now all it says is delivery late with no <laughs> end in sight. So, And that's on the United States Postal Service oh that said that. So it's in Chicago as of yesterday. So okay. I should have it. It should be here. And I'm really disappointed it's, uh, it hasn't arrived because I was going to surprise you with it tonight. But Damn instead, it. I'm wearing my... Sammy Sosa t-shirt of him in a cowboy hat. Well, it's blue, though. Good, it's blue. It is. So, yeah. you know, oh, Everton's always on my mind. It is. They, they are. And isn't it tempting? Like, I wish there was a uh, a section when you saw that, like, okay, delivery is in Chicago. Please click here if you want to drive and pick it up. Because yeah. I think I would for certain packages. I really do. No doubt. I absolutely would. 
Uh, I had to jump through a bunch of hoops to like sign up to get updates for my mail, uh, mostly just to get an idea of the Everton jersey and when it will arrive. Stop teasing me, United States Postal Service. Just give me my shit. All right? Just do it. Okay. Just do it. Darren, also, again, we love you. Uh, You're handsome. You know that. Uh, You don't need us to tell you that. Uh, Thank you. Dan doesn't know this yet, but thank you for your beautiful, beautiful tones on the intro of this episode. Dan is in for a real treat. Our audience already received said treat. And God damn it. I mean, you are like, you're the definition of sex. Like as a human being, just like walk in the street, you're, you're sex. I'm excited. I can't wait. I'll do it with pants down. Yes, you will. You will listen with pants down and other things with pants down. Uh, thank you so much for another riveting segment of hams and spreads with a lot of ham uh, no i'm sorry hams and bread i always fuck this up hams and bread with hams and spreads in the middle uh, i mess it up always because it's too many hams by this point in the show thank you rick thank you darren thank you dan zadogs zadogs rick Fieldsman, give us your audio divine legacy is more than bricks and mortar sir i wanted to save god I failed. Why do we fall, sir? So that we can learn to pick ourselves up. You still haven't given up on me. Never. Do you have a bear that you fantasize about every Sunday? So do we. It's Bear's Fantasy Corner. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Lots of bears to fantasize about on offense, definitely lately. It's Bears Fantasy Corner. It is Dan and I. I believe I might be 2 0 by accident. I didn't do the math. Dan will catch us up on all things fantasy here as we give you our hot, hot picks to win your leagues, win your daily fantasy, win your same game parlays. Dan, what you got, buddy? Yeah, you're right. You moved to 2-0 after a cheap win week one. Uh, I had Marquise Goodwin. He ended up with 1.25 points. Thanks for coming out, buddy. You had Darnell Mooney, who had 8.10 points. So... Good on you, Bill. Congratulations. You went to 2-0. and I believe I went first last week on the pick, so I would like you to go first this week. Thank you, Dan. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, this is a tough one. Okay, we are on Lake Erie Sounds in right. Cleveland. I think that might be right. Grease Tank, this might be the only segment you listen to, so I uh, want you to Fact check me all you'd like. Sorry, we're not going to be there. Uh, Hand up. I did not realize the date was essentially my son's birthday. That's why I can't be there in Cleveland. So I do have a valid excuse there. Grease tank. I do apologize, though. I feel bad. I think think a lot of our chicken guys are going to be there. So I apologize to our chicken friends uh, as well. Uh, Bears Fantasy Corner. We are back. We are sponsored by John Lithgow and his star on Hollywood. 
I am going to pick this week a guy that he's a little bit on the back burner, but he's been getting some play. It's going to be a big week for him. We're going to need him. His name, Damian Williams. He may not have played last year. He's been pretty good in pass protection. He's been he's really picked up that blitz from the outside multiple times. He's saved Dalton and Fields, but you don't get points in fantasy for that. He is going to find pay dirt. He is going to run for 26 yards with one rushing touchdown, and he's going to receive one for 10 yards. That'll put him at about 13 points. Dan, back to you, buddy. I like that. If you got points for pass protection, I think you'd be golden cock. Um, I don't have any stats. I don't have any feelings. I'm just going to go with Cole Komet. It's got to get better. He's got to be good eventually. This is the week. Cole Komet lights it up. Matt Nagy be like, oh, I told you I'd get him involved. I told you. I'm an old-timey rooster. What was that guy's name? Leghorn, uh, Foghorn, Leghorn. I told you. Mm-hmm. Get off my porch or I'll eat your balls. Is that a thing? What do we – I think so. What do we think – do we think he – what would – in your opinion, what would Foghorn Leghorn think about uh, diversity in the workplace? I don't feel like he'd be open to it. The guy also doesn't wear clothes, so his credibility is completely shot. He's talking about eating someone's balls on his on his porch. So, uh, I do. Get off my porch. I want to eat your balls. Honk. <laughs> Did he honk? <laughs> He had to have honked, right? He had to have. Do you think he like? Where did he grab when he honked? I think we know the answer to that. Tits. He's a. He got me too. Like before anyone knew what me too was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I think Warner Brothers scrubbed a lot of outtakes from Foghorn Leghorn, or whatever his name is. Uh, Dan. On a related note, have you ever been to Cleveland? Never. Never. Really? You? Are you sure? Yeah. I've been there. No. Why? Yeah. I've been there twice, um, oddly enough. Uh, once, just because it was almost in the middle between here and Baltimore, Maryland, where I visited my brother-in-law. Uh, and we drove. And the other time, I visited Jacobs Field, it was called at the time, on a, a baseball tour with Phil Sr. But um, I may have mentioned this on Zero Dogs before, the one time I stayed in Cleveland with my wife, Chris and Doigs. Uh, we met Pedro Gomez, rest in peace, at the bar at our hotel. He was a good guy. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I'd go to Cleveland. I'd check it out. I'm not dying to go there, but I also, like, I'd go see the Bears play there. I also can't make it work, but I see audio from Rick Fieldsman, just, just heads up. (laughs) all right should we do the fantasy performers this week we should all right uh fantasy leaders presented by john lithgow and his fuzzy star on hollywood uh kyler murray 44.6 points leads away derrick henry 43 fantasy points tom brady 42 points man that old fucker keeps doing it any thoughts on the top three there bill all quarterbacks again. We have a quarterback heavy league. Back there. to you. No, actually, no. Did I? Derrick Henry's uh, n- number oh, two. Oh yeah, <laughs> forty-three I'm an points. Idiot. 
I don't think he was throwing passes. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. All right. Trash Performers of the Week presented by Glad. Taysom Hill Trash Performers of the Week. Excuse me. We had five negative performers this week, but I'm just going to do the top three. Jakeem Grant, wide receiver for Miami, had negative 1.75 points. Good for you. Jacob Eason, quarterback for the Colts, came in relief for uh, Carson Wentz, who died. Negative 1.25 points. And Josh Rosen didn't even realize he was still in the league. Plays quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. Apparently had to come in for uh, Matt Ryan. Had negative uh, .5 points. So not terrible. Taysom Hill, I forgot to do this last week, but Taysom Hill had 1.6 fantasy points. Um, I can't remember. What, what did he have last week? Was that Maybe that might be his total. I did the math, Bill, and I, I, I screwed it up here. He's making all in $12,159,000 after signing bonus all in this year. So I calculated out he's making $5.87 million per fantasy point so far this year after two games. Worth it. Trash. Worth it. Trash. He sucks. He stinks. I don't get it. I'm just going to say it. That's all that needs to be said. He's terrible. Speaking of uh, BYU quarterbacks, Zach Wilson. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Four oh interceptions. Boy. I didn't see any of the game, but I, I assume they were terrible. That's amazing, and I love it to, you know, concurrently with uh, what's-his-fuck Sam Darnold in Carolina looking like he's getting it together. Yep. Hilarious hilarious for Jets fans I I don't know any have you ever met a Jets fan I don't know any Jets fans actually but I'd laugh at them if I did no I don't think I have I'm trying to no never never met a Jets they don't exist they're fake no they're bots is he (laughs) I realize we're only two games in with Zach Wilson and his soaking weenus but is he worse than Daniel Jones is that possible I don't think so. Daniel Jones. We here's the thing. We know Jan, Daniel Jones is terrible. We're just Daniel pretty, Jones. Jan, Daniel Jones. Daniel Dongs. We know Daniel Jones is terrible. The hams are slapping Bell. Yeah, they are. We just kind of think Zach Wilson stinks. That's true. So we're not there yet, but Daniel Jones, he's all the way bad. He's terrible. And it's funny. It's funny to me. I think. Z- I was more pro Zach Wilson than you out of college, and I am here, hand up. I think Zach Wilson stinks. He's got all the makings of a huge bust, doesn't he? Well, yeah, in what world did Zach Wilson make more sense than Justin Fields? I mean, we it makes no sense. None. He, oh, he won a few games at BYU. Big fucking deal. Stinks. 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 And he looks tiny, not like Kyler Murray tiny where you can get away with it, but he looks he looks like Matt Roloff out there. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's a big people little I shouldn't I shouldn't go down that road. But <laughs> all I'm saying is he doesn't look like he belongs in, in the NFL, Dan. That's all I'm saying. That's all I, I'm saying. Great reference. That's been a while since we've talked about that show or I I'd be shocked if anyone else knew it. Please DM us if you know that reference. Um, yeah, Zach Wilson stinks. 
I don't know. You know, I hate the guy. It's, I apparently have something against BYU guys. I don't know why. I'm sorry. I'm not Racist. sorry. But they're just, no, just overrated. <laughs> Taysom Hill, overrated. Zach Wilson, overrated. Tonga, properly rated and awesome. There you go. Underrated even, maybe. Underrated. Possibly underrated. Yeah. Yes. Uh, do you think, going back to BYU and, and um, being off the cuff, do they have to soak in marriage also, or is it a premarital thing? What do you think? It's a premarital thing. I think it's like a loophole. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. It's a loophole. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not thrusting, you're not breaking, not the Bible. I don't know what, I don't know what it, is it the Bible? I think they have like, well, this is not going to go anywhere good. I think they have like <laughs> metal plates that they reference. Something along those lines. Tablets. That just could be the Ten Commandments. I don't know. Okay. In bed or like part of the religion? Ooh. I think yes is the answer to that. All the above. That sounds good. Slip into our DMs. I know we have at least one listener who uh, finds soaking conversation very intriguing is she is uh, Mormon and hates what the guys try to do. So we're not trying to meet to anybody here, but no. we're trying to be informed. We're trying to be informed. We're just idiots. trying to learn. Let us know how far off base we are with our presumptions, assumptions, and whatnot. Dan, any other rookie quarterbacks catch your eye from a fantasy football point of view? Nope. I got nothing. I don't care. Thank you for another riveting Bears fantasy quarter. <laughs> Sponsored by John Lithgow and also sponsored by uh, the Taysom Hill Trash <laughs> Fantasy Player of the Week. Sponsored by Glad. Dan, thank you as always for your research. Thank you for the Bears Fantasy Corner. Taysom Hill Stakes. Damien Williams, pay dirt. Weirdest Big Ten minute and I love it so much. <laughs> Big Ten minute. A bunch of fat, pale Midwesterners just roaming around Pasadena. You love the Illini and I have a life. I bleed orange and blue. Gophers minus three is my pick. I respect your love for the Illini. Shove it, shove it, shove it. Row, 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 shove, shove, shove. I'm like pretty much the only Gopher fan that people know. The Big Ten Minute. We're back. Zero Doinks, episode 4,000. Happy to be here. Big 10 Minute. Our teams are maybe moving in different directions now. So let me just kick off with the Gophers. Gophers win 30 to nothing, a commanding win. Uh, Gophers with 441 total yards. Colorado had 63 total yards. They had negative 19 rushing yards. Bill, you were ahead of this. You said that they stink, especially their quarterback play. Uh, I think that seems pretty evident. Trey Potts continues to be hot, filling in for Mo Ibrahim. He had 121 yards rushing, three touchdowns. Tanner Morgan, he hasn't had to do much the last few weeks. 164 yards in the air, but big win on the road. We'll always take it against a Pac-12 team. Bill, let's go ahead and review your line. I give it to me, buddy. Absolutely tough loss on Friday night in front of a national televised audience. Trap game. Some are calling it a trap game. 
trap game. Some are calling it, and it's true. It's because when you have a border war game the following week, as Illinois does against Purdue, sometimes you overlook the opponent in the prior week. That definitely happened Friday night against Maryland. Maryland came roaring back in the fourth quarter. Illinois dominated the first three quarters. On you know, no thanks to Brandon Peters. No offense, I love you, Brandon, but you did not have a great return to the starting lineup. And Illinois uh, relinquished their lead in the Big Ten West. They are now 1-1 one and one in the Big Ten, but there's no place to go but up this week against Purdue. Things will be fine. Uh, Hugh Robertson, I love you. I saw you momentarily on the sidelines, and you look great. Um, Hugh, I love you, and I love the Illini, and things are still okay. Dan, back to you. All right. Let's look ahead to this week. Uh, sorry, buddy, for the loss. Mike Loxley, uh, revenge game. Is it always a rev- revenge game? Does he have beef yes. with the Illini, or is he okay? He No, he left uh, Ron Zook's staff before Zook was fired, so no beef. No beef. Okay. All right. Good to know. All right. Gophers this weekend, Saturday, 11 a.m. kickoff. They're at home against Bowling Green, another dog shit team. They are plus. Uh, Gophers are giving 31 points. Over unders fifty and a half. Uh, yeah, no way I'm taking the Gophers. This is a repeat of the Miami 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 of Ohio game. Uh, just take Bowling Green plus thirty one. They'll probably run the ball a lot, a lot of time off the clock. Bowling Green will get a few squirrely touchdowns and cover. Do that. Take the over fifty and a half. Do it. Love it. Lick it. Stick it. The Illini Bill are Saturday two thirty p.m. kickoff. You had already mentioned this. They're at Purdue. Illini are plus 11 over unders 55 and a half. What do you like, buddy? So hump the under big time for sure. Uh, but definitely also take Illinois money line. They are going to bounce back. Uh, Purdue is missing probably their best wide receiver. Got knocked out with a concussion against Purdue. They're against Notre Dame. Rather, they did not play themselves uh, and they are missing their best running back. I can't remember his name. No big deal. And their giant drum was not allowed in South Bend, which was hilarious. I love that so much. So I think they're going to be a little bit angry about that, but they're going to be giving too much effort toward that. And I think Illinois is going to sneak up and bite them right in the ass. Illinois wins by six and takes over the Big Ten West again. Back to you, Dan. All right. Good for you, buddy. Good luck to you. I love your confidence. All right. Thank you. Uh, a couple, only a couple of good games for the Big Ten teams this week. The big one, in my opinion, at Soldier Field on Saturday, 11 a.m. kick. Notre Dame against Wisconsin. Wisconsin is giving five and a half points. Uh, I was a little surprised by that. I thought Notre Dame would be favored, but uh, what do you like in that game, Bill? I would. And Notre Dame has not been impressive, but. Uh, I would definitely take them as a dog, wouldn't you? I would. I'd probably sprinkle some on the money line, even. But I would definitely take the points all day, every day. Wisconsin's pretty good, but Notre Dame might kick their ass for all we yeah. know. I, yeah, I, I would ride the Irish. Yeah, I don't have a ton of confidence in the Badgers. I would take the points for sure. Um, tickets really expensive for this game. Just knock really? it off. Who cares? Yeah. I got like an email a long time ago. I was like, oh, you want tickets to the Notre Dame-Wisconsin game? I thought, yeah, I'll check it out. Very expensive. It's just stop it. Like a couple hondo for face? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. yeah. Definitely over 100. Yeah, not good. Yeah. It won't be. 
well, I guess it'll be full. There's a lot of Notre Dame fans, especially in Chicago. They used to do that like every year, right? Didn't they always have like at least one game in Soldier Field? So usually it gets Northwestern. Yes. I feel like I saw him play Northwestern there once. I don't know. Who Are you cares? thinking about Illinois when like there was like 12,000 people there and you were at the game, Illinois versus Northwestern at Soldier no, Field? No, I was definitely there for that. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> that was really bad. Um, no. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, take okay. Notre Dame in the points. I think the other game, Rutgers at Michigan. Michigan yeah. is favored by 18 and a half. Oh, my God. Saturday at 2.30. You, you, uh, you buy in Rutgers, really? Yeah. Yes, I am. I absolutely am. I think for some reason, Greg Schiano and Rutgers is like the perfect match. And I think they're legit good. I think 18 and a half is crazy. And I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think Michigan's that great. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if Rutgers went to the big house and won, quite honestly. Hmm. Oh. All right. Take it to the bank don't, or don't. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't feel great either way at that line, to be honest. Um, I, was, I want to talk about next, last week. Um, you bullied me out of taking Penn State again. And I get it. It was, a, it was an anti-pedophile thing. <laughs> I thought maybe we had moved past it. And I'm with you. You bullied me out of it. Penn State mm-hmm. covers again last week. Uh, this is becoming a theme where you bully me out of taking picks one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And yep. I appreciate you as a friend, and I love you as a friend. And I, so I put a lot of stock into what you're telling me. Thank you. But I'm also way in my head now, so the minute I know I, I go against you, it, will, it won't work in my favor. So okay, please, please stop bullying me on picks. Well, let's, please. You know what? I feel like it's you, lost you, money at this point. Dan, you have highlighted two games this week, and I'm glad you did. Two Big Ten games. I had one game to highlight. Perfect segue. Villanova at Penn State. Penn State is a 29 and a half point favorite, and um, I would absolutely take Villanova, who I did not realize had a football team. I would take them because I am anti-pedophilia. I am not a fan of Sandusky. I feel like Joe Paterno should have called the cops on Sunday when he said that he didn't want to bother the police, and then he neglected to call the police that week either because he forgot because he had pasta primavera in his microwave. Is that a dish? I don't know that that's a dish. I don't think it is. I'm Irish and German. I don't eat my food. I drink it, as you can tell by all these episodes, these 69 episodes plus of zero doinks take villanova take the points ride them rip them lick them stick them just don't do it in happy valley it's not that happy it's not that happy don't eat the lasagna back to you dan how many points buddy 29 and a half i believe it opened oh up. yeah that's way too many points yeah i'm look i i'm in agreement penn state scumbag school for everything that they did to children um, that's too many points. You can't bully me out of this one. Fuck that. Just stop bullying me. That's, I feel like what Sandusky and Paterno did with the police, with the American public. Stop doing it to me. Okay, Bill? Okay. They did beat Auburn on Saturday night, and yeah, you would have, you would have won money. So, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that that happened. 
I'm sorry I pulled you out of that. I did cost you money. It did cross my mind when I checked the scores on Sunday morning and realized I I did I did feel a little bit of guilt, but not as much guilt as they should feel in Happy Valley. Uh, Northwestern. Can we talk about Northwestern for a second? They are now one and two after losing to Duke, who lost to Charlotte, who is playing Illinois in a couple weeks. If Illinois beats Charlotte. Therefore, they win the Big Ten West, I think is how <laughs> math works. I'm not sure. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald, one and two. Marcel from Minneapolis, also known as Styles. You've heard him on Helpless a couple episodes ago. You'll hear him again at the end of this episode. We're going to bring it back. And he said, he laughed at Bears fans and said, uh, we should have brought in Pat Fitzgerald as the coach because he's an every other year coach. What do you think about Northwestern football, Dan Doinks? They seem terrible. They seem terrible. I think you can only throw it on Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah, everyone cool their jets on the Pat Fitzgerald to the Bears talk. That seems to be what literally nobody's talking about now. So, uh, Frank, you could sleep easy at night that that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, that was a good point. I hadn't thought about that, but Marcel did bring up a good point. <laughs> that chatter has gone to absolute not happening at all, and I love it. This has been another rousing segment of the Big Ten Minutes on Sarah Dark. Stan, I love you too. I I got nothing. Row the boat? Oh, let's wrap this motherfucker up. I don't know what that voice was. Let's do it. This episode's going off the rails. The hams are a-slapping. Don't come a-slapping. All right, Bill, let's wrap this batch up. Um, what do we got? Where are you at with Ted Lasso? Give us a Ted Lasso update. They won a bunch of Emmys. They did. They swept the Emmys. I don't know if that's true. I saw a headline. I have no idea. Not a big watches award ceremony, guys. Uh, do you have a problem with your Apple tv app i'm having an issue on one of my tvs trying to i was supposed to watch at least the audio no like it it just goes around and around i don't have an internet an internet issue but i can't it says we cannot access your videos i'm like youtube tv works why doesn't your app work am i an idiot no i have it well i have an issue every time i play a ted lasso episode it it plays just fine for about 20 minutes. No, 20 seconds, excuse me. And then the audio just shuts off. Like you can see oh. the video, the but you can't hear anything. So I got to like close it out, reopen it, and then it's back in. So Apple I have TV issues. Issue. I have wish, That's what yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. an Apple TV issue because I don't mm-hmm. have the same issue with anything else. So mm-hmm. uh, okay. I found out today that the beard is that his name the buddy the assistant coach the other american coach oh ted yeah. lasso's buddy mm-hmm. he went to illinois state what about that yeah what about that he's an illinois state grad yeah there you go i love his character hilarious kills he's me. good i know you're not uh there yet i oh, know spoiler alerts but the most recent episode of ted lasso is all about him it's literally the entire episode Cool. Wasn't like my that. favorite. I'll just say that. Okay. Wasn't bad. Wasn't my favorite. I I believe I'm 
about to watch episode seven of season two. I can't remember how many are in a season. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm I'm getting close to being caught up. Okay. I love it. And I love the fact that we had asked the question last episode, is this like not offensive, that's too strong of a word, but is yeah. this patronizing basically toward a you know, somebody that lives in the UK that loves the Premier League and such. Yeah. And both Darren and Mike, I know it's a very small sample size, <laughs> but Darren in Dublin and Mike in England love it so far, as does Mark in North Carolina. Uh, are we tastemakers, Dan? I think we're tastemakers. <laughs> does that mean like we made it popular? Is it, what does that mean? I don't know. What no that chance. Means. I don't know what it means either. All right, because the uh, show just won like 20 fucking yeah, I, I, don't say, think, I don't think we're I in ju- front of this. <laughs> I just started like a week and a half ago, so I'm way behind <laughs> the times, personally. But it's a great show. It is a fantastic yeah. show, and I'm glad our eggs are getting into it, who uh, did not do so previously. So that's fantastic. Uh, speaking of our eggs, thank you. Before I forget, uh, Mark in North Carolina just referenced you. Thank you to your wife for getting ZeroDoinks.com up and at them. We've got some gear on there already where we'll have lots more gear. That is where you can download some of our shit. I'm going to do blog posts there when I don't forget. There's going to be lots of great things. I'm going to try to carve out some space for the eggs, for the estrogen and eggs also, and for Rick Fieldsman. It's going to be red hot, but it would not be possible without Mark in North Carolina's lovely wife. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. The website looks great. Excited for everyone to see it. I got to write blogs now. Is that is that what I have to do? I hope so. You better. Okay. You, you you are you're one with the pen, if you will. <laughs> you're a quill. I'm a I'm a cocksmith with the quill. I don't think that's a thing. I, don't I think, think it that's is. A thing at all. Yeah. I think it absolutely is. I think you you should absolutely give us your your raw thoughts on oh. all things, whether it be oh. bears or otherwise. Yeah. Oh, pornographic. Um. Bill, I got a question for you. Okay. October. And you have a calendar out. I'm gonna. I'm pulling it out right now, baby. All right. Are you ready? Yes. October the third, okay. Sunday. Okay. Bears play at home against the Detroit Lions. Should be yes. an easy win. Should still be a beautiful day. Are you possibly available to go to the game with me? Whoa. I, I'm this? putting it out there early for scheduling reasons. I know you have a family. You have a life. Yeah. yeah. Outside of Zero Doinks and the Chicago yeah. Bears. But I'm going to need an you, answer right now. <laughs> are, you, are you fucking with me, Dan? Is this, no, is this not, true? I, I, need a, I need a buddy to go with. I currently am going by myself. Yeah. Do you want to go? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Yes. I just looked. I'm just. I just looked. There are very few conflicts on that calendar that I couldn't get out of. I'm in. I'm in. Beautiful. Yes. Oh my God, that's going to be so hot. All right. Good. Thanks, buddy. I'm glad we yes. did this now. Thank I you. To get out Don't in thank front of me. it. Yeah. In case you need to shuffle some things around, I'm excited. We're going to get popping with some a little tailgate. Uh, we'll figure out logistics. I don't think we need to do that now. 
We'll figure I'm it ready, out. I'm ready. Like this starting is great at news. Five a.m. I'm starting it. Yeah, you tell me. This is great Let's news. get there early. Let's just do it. Let's do it. Let's get. Oh, let's get weird. Let's get fucking yes. weird, baby. Yes. 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 yes! Bears. We will yes! be. <laughs> we will be um, three, uh, two and one, two and one, on our way to three and one against the shitty Lions. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna. It's gonna be awesome. Greatest day of my life. I'll just say it. I've been a mar- married. Yeah. Multiple kids. Yeah. October third will be the greatest day of my life. Yes. Uh, if you don't mind me chiming in 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 that category in terms of ranking days, uh, prior to this conversation, the favorite day that I have ever experienced was the day of your marriage on Cinco de Mayo. And now number one is Bears Lions October third. That's so, great. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. yeah thank mm-hmm. you. No, thank mm-hmm. you. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. That's going to be absolutely red hot. Thank you, Dad. That is very generous of you. I cannot wait. That is so hot. Um, speaking of extracurricular activities, Dan, <laughs> you are uh, a big Monday softball guy. Do you care to share anything about? These softball experiences, your league, your stats. Do you have any stats? What's going on? Tonight was a bad game for your pal, Dan. Uh, I was hitting uh, in the two spot this this evening. We play a play in a Downers Grove league. We play a lot of teams where the, they're young guys. I'll just say that. Our team probably average age is around 40. It seems to trend higher some games, a little bit lower. We're not what you would call great um, we've won one game. I think we're one and six, one and five. So we struggle. We play a lot of teams where it's guys in their twenties. They hit a lot of bombs. Uh, I don't run real well, played right center tonight. A lot of running, very winded, uh, did not play well. Very disappointed in my performance. Yes. That's, that's really the gist of it. It's fun. They're the, the best part is, uh, we just have beers constantly in the dugout during the game, and uh, but we've gotten a little grief from the park district about um, being a little careless with just slamming beers out in public. They've asked <laughs> us to throw a koozie on it. I had a guy harass me on my way out. He said, you can't be drinking in a park. Um, I didn't disagree with him. I agreed with it, but I had a, I had a koozie, and I said, uh, this is not a beer. It very much was a Miller Lite. You could tell for sure. So uh, that's really it. It's fun. It's a little exercise. Uh, I didn't hit well at all tonight, and I apologize to my team, none of which that listen to this podcast, I assume. Uh, but if you are listening, I'm sorry. You're welcome. List it. The end. What do you – you're three games in, four games in? What's your uh... – What's your what's your what's your slash line? Uh, I don't know. Okay, I, I have no idea, man. My slugging is through the roof. Just, <laughs> just hitting doubles. I'm a double machine. Just doubles because nice. I bat I bat left handed. I feel like that's where they throw the shitty guys out in the outfield. I just need to put it in the outfield, and you get some. S- squirrely ball play if you just put it out there so and you could steal you could steal a base you could steal a base you round first hard you see how much they're struggling and you just grab second 
get to second, very winded, very, very winded. So just hope that the next guy just maybe takes a pitch or two just to, to help you catch your breath. So there you go. There you have it. Okay. That makes sense to me. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you're up a lot of fun. Is this co-ed? Does Jordan Dykes no. play on your team? No, oh, no. Dudes only. No. Oh, dude, bro, it's a bro down, ho down. Yeah, no chicks. Just dudes. Um, like I said, we're all a bit old. We need a few pinch runners. Not myself, but uh, we got we already have a lot of injuries, so it's not great. No, it's not great. Um, I loved that Rick Fieldsman called it out on our uh, on our text thread offline <laughs> that where you were out potentially on gray balls in the winter because of your <laughs> summer slash fall softball league that's not even on the same day as gray balls. Fantastic what? call by Rick. Well, we've established many times that I'm not a big calendar guy. I don't think you are either. So I have no clue when Gray Balls is starting. Like, you've told me on this podcast, and I've heard it back. I still couldn't tell you when it starts. I don't have a clue. I don't know what night of the week it is. It might be Tuesday. Is it Tuesday night? I don't have a clue. I think it's Wednesday, but I don't. I'm not 100% on that. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Yeah. All right. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. It's coming though. No matter what, no matter our total involvement as a show, Gray Balls is going to be part of the show. It's it's part of us. We have a crown to defend. We have a trophy to fight off all comers. It's going to be red hot. Ooh, oh, hubba hubba! Awesome. Yeah. yeah. We got anything right. else, my friend? We can wrap this motherfucker so. up. Let's wrap it up. White Sox are three games not even away from clinching the central who cares it's football season baby that's where we're at we're one and one it's justin field season it is his era to lead things are great thank you for getting us a w dan we love you we love the bears we love life go life go bears go zero dogs zero dogs love you buddy go bears Thank you, Darren. Thank you, Coach Kears. Thank you, Bears. Zerdax. See you soon, Dr. Dan. You sound amazing, Darren. Well, I'm fucking half cut, so it's, 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 a, it's a good Friday to be. I also have a trout pond still going in my pants, apparently. Yeah. I, I remember, like, growing up and going through my 20s and stuff like that, and kind of, you meet people, and you, you, you fight against, no, no, just because I'm Irish doesn't mean I need to drink a lot and doesn't mean I drink whiskey, right. and well, come on, fuck that. Right. 
dressed up like a clown for them, with his face painted white and red. Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to Grease Tank! Happy birthday to you! Like there's no Sears Tower, and the Bears got a quarterback that feels like power. The envelope was signed and sealed, and he's rocking number one. We know it's real. On the day he signed his deal, and the Bears got a quarterback, Justin Fields. Help us. 